I use a polar heart rate monitor. Yeah. Typically. I have no idea what that is. It's well, the polar is just the brand. It's just okay. a good brand. But it's um, like a little band. It's oh, like that's a band. the one that they wear. Yeah. Right? Oh, okay. I know what that it's is. I know what that super is. Super active. Yeah. And with with yeah with the uh, the way I work out, I have to track my heart rate really accurately. Mm-hmm. But I use my watch if I don't have it. It's just not as accurate. Why do you? So you have five different energy systems, mm-hmm. and this um, is good. This is good. Oh, we're going right into it. it. I ain't even. We gonna yeah, do the yeah, intro in a minute. Yeah, Just yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so, go okay, so you got five different energy systems, mm-hmm. and they all have a separate purpose. And so you ever heard of like hit hit cardio, high intensity mm-hmm. interval training? Yep. So that is like kind of one of those workouts that works um, more of the higher intensity mm-hmm. energy system. And then you've got LISS, which I can't remember what. I know it's low intensity, but I can't remember what the SS stands for. But that's like walking. And so that's keeping your heart rate at like 100 to 120. Um, so, okay. like for example, for me, if I'm working uh, aerobic training, I'm literally well, my favorite workout is I'll just hit the bag and I'll, I'll track my heart rate. on. So I wear my heart rate monitor. I've got the app. and I literally have like a stand just like that. And I just hold it up. And I watch it and I keep my heart rate between 120 and 140. My sweet spot's like 130. And I do that for 40 minutes. And at first, it's the easiest workout ever. And then it gets really hard over time, very slowly. Because you got to keep doing it. Because you got to keep doing it. And so I just sit there and move. And you could do it running. It's a lot harder to do running because you'll spike your heart rate on a hill. But but I'll do that. And then I have what's called anaerobic, which is working the fourth and fifth system. And so that one is more about – spiking your heart rate and you do what's called um a good word for it is like redlining mm-hmm. that's where you get in the red zone so that's like for me your max heart rate so Go as hard max as heart rate, yeah, it's like 195 yeah. so i'm like spiking my heart rate to 195 for like 15 seconds and then i'm like kind of bringing it back down with like an active rest for 45 seconds which is like a tabata style workout mm-hmm. different uses for sure those uh those longer strung out ones like you like the walking you know, if you want a fat burn, that's more something you would do. You just do it for a long period of time. But if you're looking to, like, say, get into a fight, you're going to hit one of those hit training workouts, that stuff that spikes the heart rate. Because that's all a fight is, is a bunch of little spikes Yeah. just over the course of And that's another long. thing. Those lower uh, heart rate uh, targets and those lower energy systems burn fat, mm-hmm. whereas those higher ones work cardio. Two different things. Common misconception is if you burn, a, you know, do a ton of cardio, you're burning fat. That's not the case. You're burning calories. And burning calories and burning fats is two completely different things. Mm. Are you doing all that to kind of maintain it? Are you doing any special breathing exercises that you picked up along the way? Four and six. Four and six. <laughs> Swear so, four. So, what is that? Uh, yeah. So what is that? It's, it's a yeah. system that we kind of came up with um, to just, yeah, so to bring your heart rate down. So that's four seconds through your nose. And then you want to imagine it kind of going down your entire system and then coming back out your mouth. Mm-hmm. The hard part is the exhale. So the exhale is for Making six sure seconds. Making sure it stays slow because when you, you know, hunting for air, when your lungs are hunting for air, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, but like, just got to slow it down. Anytime we corner each other, that's all we're saying to each other. Because we've got a head coach that's telling you exactly what you need to do. And on the side, if I'm fighting, Malik's like four and six, bud. Four seconds in, six seconds out. He does it with me. That's the hard part is the exhale. Because yeah. you feel like you're out of air. Like you feel like you're like. You want to inhale again <gasps> real fast. Like, nah, that's mm-hmm. not where you gain it. You but, actually, you gain it in that exhale. So you can mm-hmm. get it, let it all out before you. And forcing that exhale is what resets your heart rate. Yeah. Because that's like, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, um, 
it's like your heart rate is stuck at this tempo. Yeah. And when you force it down to another tempo, it's straining, but it adapts because your body adapts to everything. Yeah. And so then it kind of comes down to a normal tempo. And what was funny was one time I was cutting weight for my LFA fight and, um, like I just started my weight cut. I just cut out all the carbs and sodium. So I was good enough to get a good workout in, but I didn't know they were going to smoke me like that. And so we, <laughs> we were um, in training and basically they were just kind of shark tanking me to get one last push in to kind of cut as much weight as possible. And um, like at one point I had like almost like an anxiety attack because I just couldn't breathe. And um, I don't even remember which round it was but I, we had this giant guy named jackson and i was like trying to fight him off and i had to like i hit the ground and started punching the ground because i couldn't breathe and i was mad about it <laughs> and uh malik came over and he was like he's like but four and six four and six i was like i i can't i can't yeah. do four so how much mm -hmm. yeah and he I was like, like two he was like four. two and four yeah. and I, so i was like okay i can do that and so i started <laughs> doing two and four which then made it me able to do four and six which mm -hmm. then brought me back so it was like it's crazy how just like breathing a certain way can kind of like calm you down back to like a normal state. Yeah. I guess, I guess not necessarily, I guess that's a breathing exercise. It would be kind of as a breathing exercise, yeah. but it's more just being conscious about your breath. Yeah. Like even in a fight, just making sure to remember to breathe is such a hard thing when someone's trying to attack you, yeah. but you don't think oh, about yeah. it. You know, you're not thinking about breathing. You're thinking about not getting hit. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so it's like, is that uh, like yeah, the training no, thumbs in? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Having having those code words like a four and six or something, we just giving game away. They gonna know. Man. <laughs> He's tired. He's tired. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. No. That's crazy, man. Jabbing. Y'all can know you still can't beat it. That's <laughs> weird. This is the Be Easy Show, man. Um, whatever platform that you're listening to this on, whether it be YouTube, Apple Podcast, Spotify, if you could like, comment, subscribe, leave us a five-star rating, man. Um, we appreciate y'all listening. Um, as you can see, we had no time to wait. They get them right into the game. We got Justin this week, and we got Malik on us. Man, they jumping on, they helping us so, out, man. So, so. Very, very excited to have y'all, man. Pleasure to be here. Thank y'all for having us. Yeah, yeah thank y'all very man. much. Boys out, drove man. all the way out here for us. Hey, push, man. man. This is crazy, man. You know, they making it sound like it's not a big. This is my first time on the podcast. Yeah, I was like, what? What's up, it's man? only an OKC. Yeah. What's up, man? We rolling. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know y'all was that far though. I'm not gonna lie, bro. I, I saw that they was in Tulsa, but I was like, well, maybe they. No, nah, I just thought they, like you know, know what I'm saying maybe they, they just, just go in and out of there, yeah, or yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying maybe like we lived there, but we uh, I didn't know 100. percent It, it makes sense if y'all just trying to be in the gym as much as possible. Yeah, I'm thinking about it, like, oh, these dudes are really out here fighting for real. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, this isn't like some weekend stuff, so it makes sense. Always 100. When I shook their hands, I'm like, oh, yeah, y'all oh, swole, yeah. man. I already know what I'm saying. I already know. Grab these mics. Yeah, man. Grab these mics, man. I already knew. I said, dang, man. So that was crazy, bro. But then I guess it what threw me off, though, like, y'all phone numbers, man. I was saying the, the area codes. I was like, bro, the same area codes, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, no. that's why I thought y'all was close. They, they close enough. But like, they they, nah, they got to be close yeah. enough, but nah. Yeah. Well, I'm from Maryland, nah, so I'd rather, bad. I'd rather drive an hour than fly. Five hours. <laughs> Makes sense, man. Makes sense. Yeah, I'd yeah, take that. We, we appreciate y'all, though, 100%, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah. No, we uh we definitely wanted to take the opportunity to at least, you know, come out here and just have some conversation, kind of expand our repertoire. You know, this is like uh, this is like being in the gym, too. You know, just mm -hmm. practicing you know, how to adjust the mic, how to hold it, you know, have it in front of you and 
how to speak on camera. I was looking up uh, YouTube videos, like how to talk on a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a conversation, man. Yeah, yeah, it's just that's a really conversation. It. We're just getting to know yeah. each other. Yeah. Nah, man, when I picked him up, well, he he got a ride to where yeah. I work. But when I when I when we got in the car, mm -hmm. we started driving. He pulled out a notepad, pulled yeah. out his notes on his phone, mm -hmm. just started yeah, working. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, it's cool. It's um. Like, well, what I did pick up from, like, the videos I did watch is, like, this, I forget the dude's name, but he was, like, when he first started his podcast, he was, like, talking like this, and this is what we'll be talking about today, and yeah. like, comment, and subscribe, but, like, even yeah. just how y'all yeah, came on was just real smooth, and how he was explaining why that was terrible, he, he sounded so so clear and concise mm -hmm. and not necessarily animated, but, like, yeah. just him, like, more authentically him, so, yeah. so okay, that's cool. Do y'all take like that same approach of like studying for you studying for a podcast? Do y'all study for like opponents? Everything. Well, like any kind of information y'all can find on them? Information helps to anticipate certain things, yeah. but you kind of <clears throat> have to anticipate everything, especially with these new age fighters. People have specialties, but everybody's good at anything. Like yeah. I think that a kickboxer can wrestle you if you yeah, know he's, what, he's got enough partners and stuff. I think what I've found is the best thing that we can do is focus on what we're good at and then applying that to anybody. Yeah. Instead of trying to learn every single fighter, every single potential mm -hmm. opponent's weaknesses and His strengths. Thing, yeah. yeah. Because, I feel like that'll be better at the higher level. Yeah, maybe like definitely the higher level. I mean that's something everybody does absolutely that's something everybody does when they first start fighting is they like they're like you know what's what's the game plan for my opponent oh i'm gonna i'm gonna leg kick him uh because every time he, he gets leg kick he checks but what people don't realize is like especially at our level you know uh lower level pros regional level stuff like that um everybody grows so much every fight like if you go back and look at any of my fights they're all super different mm -hmm. because i just learned so much in between each fight even in the fights themselves, I learned stuff. I'm like, oh, okay. Like I had one fight where I threw a leg kick <clears throat> just to see if he'd check him. And now after doing that, I know that you should faint the leg kick to see if they'll check him. Yep. Because I broke my leg. Don't actually tell <laughs> Dang, man. Like you so, broke it clean? Uh, no, it was a it was a hairline fracture, okay. but I still couldn't train for like two weeks. Because mm, okay. every time someone touched it, I was like, like down on the ground. I was like, mm. but um, But yeah, no, I talked to him. Malik, and that's another thing is because he and I are kind of main partners. We we are able to critique each other and kind of help identify problems in each other's game. Like I really significantly helped his wrestling, and he's really significantly helped my striking. Thanks. I mean, he he's been out of this for longer than me, and he came in to do some boxing the other day and wiped the floor with me, and it was mm -hmm. beyond frustrating. Yeah. Because I've been training for like three months full time after my injury. I'm still not cleared to fight again yet, but I've been back training for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, and then he came in and he's just. Well, you got, you got, you got your legs. I got my arms. We'll make it well. We'll make it work. Yeah, I had a meniscus tear in February, so I've been out. Uh, didn't get surgery until April. And then I was like on a cane until June, like late May, June. So. Mm -hmm. I just now recently started to get like you know back into the groove of training, but I don't know. Now all that time I sat without you know having any legs, I was just doing push-ups. Yeah, <laughs> I was just doing stuff like you know calisthenics, like whatever. Well, then, and then what's crazier than that is you got Tristan, who's the third one in our in our group, the the proper three. Proper you got three. Tristan. Tristan wiped the floor with both of us. Yeah, yeah. It's so just it's, easy work. He's just been training longer than y'all. 
What is it? I think it's his uh his knowledge of the game and his application of his skills are what separates him from other people to me. Like he he's really good at what he does when it comes to wrestling. Like he's definitely one of the best, if not the best wrestler I've ever encountered. Dang. But I had to say it. I had to say it. He's <laughs> way, he is. He is, bro. He just, and, so, and so are you. That's why I run with y'all. But, like, no, he's he, his application of it. Like, he'll be able to do something. He'll be able to do it 20 times. And by the 18th time, you know, I, I probably asked him after, like, twice. Like, mm. you know, oh, I just did this. But he'll do it 17 more times. And you're like, okay, I'm not going for that again. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're going for it again. You're going to do it again. But yeah. It's just a matter of, like, how he knows how to – how to apply it. I'm, and I mean, the striking is up there with some of the best guys. Uh, but again, it's just like his timing, where he knows how to put it. And that's a, you know, something I can take away from him. Something I can take away from Bud for sure is um, basically his range and his, he taught me how to be a bulldog in a cage. Like I was this real finesse guy at first. Mm-hmm. And I can say in some ways, I definitely still am. But it, he, he basically gave me the 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 mental fortitude of like it's either do or die in there. You know, it's you gotta kinda accept that the worst like if you ask a fighter what's the worst possible thing that could happen, they'll probably be like, uh you break a you bone. break a bone or injuring yourself, getting knocked out. It's like, nah, death. Well, there's only two things that can happen. You're either gonna die in here or you're gonna kill in here. So then it just kinda became like, Okay, well, you gotta decide, like, you gotta kill in there or you don't don't get in there if you ain't feeling like that, you know. I was always happy with uh, I was happy with getting the win, and I always wanted a knockout. And it was like, okay, that's cool, but you know, in order to obtain that, you have to have a certain level of um, aggression. You got to have a certain level of attack on an opponent. You can't. I mean, I'm not gonna say you can't because you can do anything in there, but <clears throat> a lot of the times, you a lot of the times you got to basically set your opponent up to be knocked out of the park, you know, in order for that to happen. Well, and you always had, like, the sweet science mindset, the, like, boxing mindset, hit, not get hit. Mm-hmm. And so you would always tag people up. Like, I remember, like, because he and I go way back. Like, we we were friends before we ever became teammates. You could say we were already teammates. Mm-hmm. It was just we were training at different gyms. And, like, he used to come – I used to come up to Tulsa from Bartersville to train with him, and he would come down to Bartersville from Tulsa to train with me. And, like, he's always looked better sparring, like, than me. Mm-hmm. But I've always, um, I don't know how, how I would say it, relentlessly attacked you. <laughs> it works. <laughs> it works, though. But uh, not in, like, a in a in a dumb way, but in, yeah, in a reckless Yeah, way. not like a reckless way, just like, you know, I'll come in and throw a combo. He'll get out of the way, hit me back. I will turn around and throw another combo instead yeah. of just trying to break distance. Um, I'm, re- I'm pressure fighting. I'm really good at pressure fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I joined the team, it was before Tristan came back, and it was basically just me and Malik and, like, a couple other new guys. And so, like, I was like, I'm going to focus on Malik because he had just come off a pretty hard loss. Like he went up to Florida and got beat by like a, like a smack talking guy. And it, that was always hard. Have been beat by. <laughs> that was always hard, man. Cause you know, they talk smack, they beat you. And then they're like, yeah, that's what, that's, that's what, what I Just like I said. No, I got finished. Oh, I got finished. It's, I had like a, it's rough. I had a chest contusion. Yeah, it was terrible. It was just a whole bag. It was like, a, yeah. it was like, 
it was like your worst nightmare for a fighter. Like yeah. you go into this fight, you travel, you're not the hometown guy, you're the enemy. He's coming in there talking. And then he makes you the villain. Whoa, 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 cut oh, right there. Oh, no, 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 we started. Bad, I didn't run bad. the rules by you. My bad, my bad. I didn't run the rules by you. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. But, uh, Southern hospitality is definitely something that comes from us being, is, which is crazy because Florida is kind of considered the South. I mean, mm-hmm. it was. No, it's definitely. It's, it's, it's like definitely only the northern slavery, part. Only like the, the northern part is like the South, you know what I'm saying? Like, but like. Miami different. Yeah, Miami is different. Really, like, even once you pass, like, maybe Jacksonville, once you get to like Orlando, Tampa, and moving mm-hmm. down, all that stuff is like. It's a whole different place, man. It's a whole different place. No, because those are more the tourist attractions. So that's 100%. more, you know, everybody's there. Hundred percent. But like people from other countries, when they come, like they don't say, you know, I'm going to America. They say, like, I'm going to Miami. I'm going yeah. to Los Angeles, New York. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They don't that's say pretty much it. Yeah, they don't say I'm going to like Oklahoma City. That ain't happening, man. But they or end up Tulsa. here. They definitely you know, end up here. Though. It's been a whole lot of people that's been making their way to Tulsa. Tulsa. I checked Tulsa's population the other day. I think we're. I might be wrong. It's like eight hundred, like almost eight hundred thousand. Yeah, it's rising, man. It, was, it, was, it wasn't even near. It wasn't nowhere near yeah. that. Like three or four years ago, I remember. That's because like, everyone from Cali is moving to Texas, and all the Texans, cheaters. all the Texans are moving to <laughs> Oklahoma. Wait, who's cheaters? <laughs> Tulsa cheaters. Tulsa cheaters. Out there, oh, bro, Don't y'all out hurt. there recruiting players from Don't different states, giving them hotels to stay in and stuff. Like, hurt, bro, what's man. going on, man? Don't like, be hurt, man. You they know just, what I'm saying? They, they like come, doing that they down there, but y'all up there like recruiting players. Like, this is Alabama, man. That's wild, you know, honestly, bro. My school didn't even recruit for real. We actually had, uh, we had guys like leaving our school to, to go, go to other Alabama. high schools, like in Tulsa. We're mm-hmm. like. It's crazy. You could have got the same. They want a ring. Hey, it matters. It definitely, it, it definitely matters. It brings more eyes. For sure. For like sure. The, the biggest story about like folks moving was all the the Presleys. I don't know if you know them. The like the Presley brothers. You know Bigsby, Bigsby High mm-hmm. School. Yeah. How they just went on a was it, like forty. They yeah, like I had like thirty and forty wins in a row. Mm-hmm. You know, they had all them Presley brothers. One of them is at OSU right now. I mean, they just, they made that offense. Like, they made that team. Now, I was like, I mean, not the start of it, but a lot of these schools got all yeah. types of it. So, I mean, you're not wrong. People be definitely moving schools. I know. But I know. Cheating. Cheaters. Yeah. Play the win. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, uh, tell us, man, first, how do y'all even get into MMA, man? Like, how do y'all even, like, Take on that to say, I want to do this. I want to get into a ring and the worst opportunity is I can die in it. Yeah. It's literally you fighting in a cage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go ahead. So how I got into it, I feel like everybody's journey is different. I definitely feel like if you decide to fight, you definitely got to, uh, I'm not going to say off, but it there's a different there's a different type of mindset you got to have to be willing to stand in front of somebody that is trying to hurt you, like yeah. genuinely. So I would say how I started. It's a, really, I was just in college at Southern. I was overweight and I wanted to get in shape. So I joined a boxing gym. Um, I really, really liked it. I just liked the process of like, not only sculpting my body, but it was like, uh, it felt like, like I was playing a, a like a video game, you know? Mm-hmm. Like if you ever on fight night or UFC or whatever, and you like, you ch- taking your fighter to the gym. All yeah. right, now you working as cardio. All right, now you, I don't know, it just felt like that. And then like, it came to a point to where, I was in the gym so much, I wasn't even going to class no more. Like, I was, like, mm-hmm. spending five, six hours a day in the gym just training. And I was like, okay, that's weird. Like, this ain't making me no money. This ain't providing nothing for me. But yet, I'm here all the time. So I was like, I, I might as well go home and make this a thing. So I came. I, uh, 
I just looked up jujitsu because I knew that that was like MMA. So mm-hmm. I looked up jujitsu gyms. I found a couple I liked. I tried some, and then I stumbled across Logan and Strike, and that's that's where I've been ever since. Say that again. Logan, uh, Logan Cunningham is our coach, and Strike Martial Arts Academy. That's where we train at. Okay, and that's where y'all two met, or did you? Is your journey a little different? We actually met through Logan. Yeah. Okay. So my so my journey's long one because I've done this for about since 2016, 2015, when I started doing like MMA. Yeah. I did karate and taekwondo and stuff and wrestling before that, but. But yeah, we met through Logan back in what, like 2018, 2019? 19, yeah. We met through Logan in 2019 because Logan was my coach's coach. No, my coach's my coach was Logan's coach. Yeah. And so, um, you know, he introduced me to Logan, and then I fought on a couple of Logan's Muay Thai cards, and then. Um, I don't know if I met you at Impact or if I met you Im- Impact, at Clinch. Yeah, you, we met at Impact, Impact and then we trained at Clinch. And then started training at Clinch, Okay, yeah. so I went and cross-trained up at – Bunch of gyms. Yeah, no, so see, Team Impact was where Logan was at before he opened up Team Strike. And so Team Strike was always – Team Strike was where Logan trained before with my old coach, and then he kind of revamped Team Strike into this 2.0. new – yeah, 2.0. It's what we call a strike 2.0. But, um, but yeah, so we met at Team Impact when I was cross-training, and I just respected him because he was, like, really good at everything, and he'd only been training for a few months. Yeah. And then – that was a very, very stretched compliment, but I'll take it. I appreciate it. it. I remember how it was at a few months. He was an athletic specimen. Mm-hmm. He doesn't he doesn't realize that not everybody has just gifted athleticism. But Damn, man. running through the fields. Yeah, but Cheaters. 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 But but uh so then we went to clinch. We were training for a kickboxing fight, and uh, I was usually doing jujitsu Monday, Wednesday, Friday, mm-hmm. and they were training Monday, Wednesday, Friday for this kickboxing fight. So because my old gym only did two days a week, Tuesday, Thursday, I would just go up there with them, and yeah, we just got really close over that time, and then we basically did the same fight camp together. Then we both won our fights, and then after that, it was just uh, it was work. It was like you yeah. help me win fights, I help you win fights. <laughs> yeah, we just hit each yeah. other up. Yeah. And train. One time he came, I had a key to my gym, and he drove down from Tulsa, and just we would just spar in the ring for like hours. Mm. <laughs> we would just spar for hours, and uh, we always talked about kind of joining up and training together. But I don't know, it was just it's hard. Kind of happened on accident, yeah. really. It did. It was, it was when he was supposed to because. <clears throat> Like he was talking about that Florida loss. I'm not gonna lie. Like after that Florida loss, I knew I had to at least get back in the cage again and win. Mm. But that Florida loss had me contemplating the sport. I was like, man. Well, and I showed up right after. I was like, that's crazy. Like I can't mm. believe something like that happened in How real long have you life. You've been fighting before that happened. When did? That was 21. Tw- uh, 21 says so two years. Mm. I was I was like right at two years by then. How many fights prior? Oh, I don't remember. It, it, it had a good amount. Like, probably like six. Yeah. Probably like six fights. I already had a belt by then. I had MMA or all? Because kickboxing all together, fights. I only had two kickboxing fights. Yeah, that was actually – I had five fights going into that fight because I had, mm-hmm. uh, what, two kickboxing fights, 
two MMA fights. No, no, I had three MMA fights before I got to that. But yeah, I mean, it was it was a it was a journey for sure. But um, yeah, that that had me contemplating, you know, if I was gonna continue. But then, like, I don't know. It just at some point in the in the during training, like leading up to you know just kind of coming out of that fight, I had the contusion, so I was out for a few weeks. And then after I came back, he was in the gym. And he kind of saw me like not necessarily beat myself up, you but you can see the confidence up. level. Like you were moping, right? Yeah, he was moping, you, soaking. You, it was, he, he was, was like, yeah. "All right, why let's, me?" Yeah, yeah let's, well, let's he let's wasn't the Malik I knew, and mm-hmm. so it was like at this point in time, Tristan had left temporarily, yeah. and then Malik's like, you know, walking around moping. like a sad puppy, <laughs> and like I'm like, I left my. Jim, I left everything for y'all. Yeah, to come I this how y'all took me. <laughs> this I'm like, I'm like, man, me. you need to get straight. This how y'all do me? <laughs> I thought so, I was coming in. Dude, we was gonna be yeah. set up. No, so, man. So, yeah. Now I, I was like, he was, he was there, and he was working. It wasn't like, like, there's a. It's funny because he's, he's hesitating to say I wasn't like feeling sorry for myself because he kind of wasn't, but he was. Mm-hmm. Like it was just, I think it was just a, a drop. In yeah. Comments. I was like, through my actions, I wasn't yeah. feeling sorry for myself. Like, I still trained, but it like was just the like... the old Malik I knew would fire. throw the worst-looking combo with such confidence. Like, mm-hmm. he would look terrible, and he would just, I'm just I'm just doing what I'm told, you know? Yeah. Like, I want to fight, so you told me to do this, so this is what I'm doing. I'm going to mm-hmm. do it a thousand times until I do it right. And then this Malik was like, I'm, I'm here. doing it, but it ain't working. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I get it. You know? And so, like... um, the really the most significant thing I noticed about him, and this is what I think propels him and I to get better consistently, is his he was conceding in things too much. Mm-hmm. And so I remember one. What do you mean by that? So like. Perfect example is uh, say someone's trying to wrestle you to the ground. Mm-hmm. Say they want to take you down, right? When they wrap you up and they're driving you into the ground, your butt normally hits the ground before you are completely uh, taken down, right? Yeah. Whereas well, a moment when your butt hits the ground, you can either be like, ah, dang, he took me down. Now I got to work off the ground. Or you'd be like, this takedown's not over. Let me keep working until like, like all the way, you have to get me all the way down and all the way pinned and all the way secured before I can really be like, okay, now we're working off the ground. It's like mm. the, that difference in mindset between, my butt used to hit the ground and it would be like, ah, like, dang, I, mm. I'm got. But then it became like, you still got to get me. Like, I, what, I ain't got, ain't nothing got yet. I think the hardest the thing to accept about wrestling in, in MMA and especially just specifically about takedowns is you're not taking town until you decide you are. And that's the craziest thing that because you can, as long as I'm moving and making you work, you're not taking down, mm-hmm. you know, like, cause if you don't have control, I'm not taking I'm down. Not down. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so like, if I'm sitting there like a fish out of water, freaking out and you like trying to hold me and I'm not being held, mm-hmm. you're not taking me down yet. When I give up <sighs> and yeah. you take, now I'm down, take control, now I'm down when I yeah. concede. So, and I have an even better example of how you're conceding. He would let me walk him all over the gym. I would throw a jab and he'd back up. Yeah. I throw one two and he'd back up. See, that was my fighting style too, though. That was that finesse. I wanted to like but you didn't, walk you, you didn't into the finesse. Whooping. 
Yeah, you didn't finesse me into anything. That's what I'm saying. I would like, like want to walk into the whooping, but I'm like, so nah, like I'm just the oblique hit. would cut an angle and then hit me hard, yeah. like from from a spot I didn't see, and then uh, you know, and I'd be like, dang, you know, and I'd be like chasing it. It was really mm-hmm. fun. This Malik was like, you know, like I said, fresh off his like loss, and he's just like, I'm just like, it, you could tell in his head, mm-hmm. he's like, I'm not good enough. And so like, I remember, I remember one time we were sparring, and it was like a smaller class. There's probably like six of us in there sparring, maybe maybe eight. And I just started screaming at him. Like, mm. I mean, like, mean, yeah. you know, like, and I, I mean, I was like, I was saying things that I'm like, I can't say, you know, mm. I, it was, it was, but I was just so fed up PG. with it. <laughs> yeah. I was just so mad. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, cause I care about him mm. and I came all this way to train with him. And I'm like, I'm like, what happened to the dog, man? Mm. What happened to the dog he used to have in you? Where is it? I think that was actually where it was born is like through them sessions. Cause I, I was tough in general, but I don't think yeah, there's like a different type of toughness you got to have to compete and compete at a high level because oh, yeah. all those guys are tough. We went into a dark place. Yeah. It was, I mean, we used, to, we used to scream in the gym, what do dogs do? And he's like, dogs eat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just, what's up, man. But yeah, it was just about yeah. getting, bringing that dog out. I wanted to switch a tangent. You said you was hooping. You said you was hooping out in out in Florida. Yeah, and you said, said something about hooping there. So you hoop or? Uh no, nah, I don't hoop like on vacation. Yeah, I was on vacation. Okay, okay. But no, okay. I do, I do hoop though, man. But I like heard um, travel teams. Yeah, no, nah, <laughs> I don't do it like that. I just um, I just hoop for fun, man. But really, um, I really was just using a lot of it for like cardio. But yeah, um, Let's get cardio. I work with this this dude, man. He, he the PE teacher who I work with, man. And um, I tried to get him to go hoop with me just this past weekend. And he like hit me so much on like stretching and how much he stretched and all this other God. stuff. And he just talked about because he played college basketball, but he gave up basketball because he had a uh, he had surgery on his ankle. Uh. And he was asking me like, man, how do you stretch your ankle and all this other stuff? And um, I was telling him, you know, man, like, bro, I, I stretch before I hoop, you know what I'm saying? Because before I was stretching, stretching, hey, before I was stretching, I was having a lot of blowouts, man. Yeah. Blowouts in my knees, my ankles and all this, man. And he was telling me like, nah, man, like the most important part when it comes to working out, bro, is stretching and mobility. You know what I'm saying? If you ain't got no mobility in your body, you're just hurting yourself. And he was also saying another thing is like um, being able to just um, like use your youth to your advantage and oh, everything. Yeah, so and I didn't know, like, you know, so I was like, man, you know, that ain't that ain't that much. But then he was telling me, he's like, yeah, man, he's like, bro, if I get hurt right now, I'm out for like two months just mm-hmm. to recover. You know, just off like a rolled ankle, not like I tore like, it. I got no yeah, yeah. Just something small. So yeah, I, man. I get it. We can definitely relate to that. Oh yeah. man. We've been out for eight months now. Yeah. But what's your recovery process like? My is it just lay low? Work on what's not hurt? I mean, definitely work on what's not hurt. Like I said, as soon as I could bear gravity on my knee, because mm-hmm. for a while, every time I got out of bed, my, uh, my knee would, like, throb. Like, I could feel yeah. it. So I wasn't getting out of bed for real at first. But once I did, I would just, like, hit calisthenics, mm-hmm. you know, push-ups, pull-ups, mm-hmm. uh, sit-ups. And then once I could, uh, like, just... Over the last few weeks, I've been able to, you know, do PT, you know, physical yeah. therapy, and, and get those workouts in. But for the most part, they told me I really just have to sit down. Yeah, like there's no workouts to to heal a wound like the one I had. Mm-hmm. So it's just like just sit down, just let it heal, and yeah. then once it's healthy, you can strengthen it. But ain't no point in trying to 
you know, work, you know, and it's not a no pain, no gain type well, tell, injury. Tell them how you got hurt. <laughs> working too much. Doing yeah. it's, it's, he got hurt three times so before he actually got hurt. Gym? Yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, like, with this injury. Uh, he like hurt all, his knee of a couple three days. times so, before it, like, gave out completely. Yeah. So you just push it past his limit. Yeah, basically. Yeah. We had a fight. You basically had a fight coming up that Friday, and I heard it, what, the Uh, the Wednesday before? Yeah. It was just like I was so close to weight. You know, I had sold all my tickets. I had, you know, done all of this, all of this work for it, you Mm -hmm. know, and I was just like, no, I'm fighting. Like, I am fighting. And then, you know, we were just doing drills. I heard it pop. It wasn't hurting. It was just uncomfortable. I was like, all right, I'm cool. Waited like 10 minutes. It popped again. I was like, all right, well. That's my day. I'm going to go home. And then that was on Tuesday before that Friday fight. <clears throat> and then that Wednesday, I you came went back in. to the gym. He that came Wednesday, in. I came back we in. Had, we had Brandon hold mitts for him, and I, yeah. was, uh, I was coaching him. And I had just come off, like, my surgeries because mm-hmm. I had – I Broke his arm in his fight. I broke my arm and my face. Yeah, and so your I, face. <laughs> I had two surgeries. So I'm in there with a sling mm-hmm. and, like, half my face swollen. I look like a stroke victim. And I'm just like, look terrible. I'm just like, <laughs> you looked, you did, you looked uh, bad. Like, I'm like, there you go. Oh my goodness. But man. you're still showing up though. Yeah. Dude, I showed up. He didn't stop showing up. That's one thing I can That's injure crazy. on your injury. Yeah. When I when I injured myself, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to sit in this bed. That's because Logan knew what he was doing. You mm-hmm. know what, Logan, you know what our coach did? What? Right after I was good to uh, come in, he was like, hey, we're going to make takedown week one month. And I was like, how are you going to teach takedowns for one month? He was like, well, I was going to actually not. talk to you about that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. You are. Can you teach? Can you come up with like four or five weeks worth of takedown mm-hmm. curriculum? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so uh, just my you time at this off. point. Yeah. So Dang. at that point, I just kept coming in to teach. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I'm not going to break the routine now. So I was like, yeah. So I just kept Makes coming in to coach for like on. four or five months before I could actually get on the floor. But. And so. We heard that Malik is in love with the gym. Mm. Is that your sanctuary? Is that where you go? Is oh. that do you have love for the gym too? Oh, I mean, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I've tried to take time off. I've I've had to force myself to sometimes because I get um I get upset when uh people want me to help teach them and then they don't listen. And he and I have had many conversations where I've vented to him and I'm like these guys, they, they, you know, they they reach out. They want me to show them, you know, give them private lessons for free, and they want this and they want that, and then mm-hmm. they don't show up every day, and that just. Or to be like, if me. you have a like in your instance where you have a class set out for the questions they're asking yes. all week, and be like, That's, just come to the class, and that yeah. is that is my biggest pet peeve. I've got a wrestling class every Friday at six. I've got a cardio class <laughs> every Sunday at six, and we took a vote. On when to have those classes <laughs> mm-hmm. so that everybody didn't have an excuse not to show up to them. Yeah. And it's usually like three well, people in each class. Lo, lo and behold, people not coming. Yeah. Damn, and I, I get it, man. People want their Fridays. I understand. Mm-hmm. But like, that's part of the reason it's at six and not like 7 30, which is what I'd like. Well, to how long it. does it go? Like an hour. An hour. But are it's these like hobbyists or are these people that want to fight? These are people, these that, are people claim that claim they want to fight. Oh, they really yeah. want to do it. Yeah. They, yeah, I mean, and that's hard. That's hard mm, to say because I, I tell people, I'm like, tell me what you want to do. If you tell me you want to fight, I'm gonna hold you to a higher standard. Mm, yeah, that's just that's just it. If you tell me you're a hobbyist, I'm gonna leave you alone. I'm, I'm I t- I'll teach you when you're here. 
Yeah. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like because because I used to charge sixty dollars an hour for a private. For anyone to strike, I'm yeah. like, give me twenty bucks for gas and I'll and I'll I'll give you like thirty minutes to an hour depending mm-hmm. on what you need. But I like and it's just it's hard. Like people like me and Malik are it's not normal yeah. <laughs> to want to spend every waking moment at the gym. But if you're extending yourself, it's a little disrespectful <clears throat> for somebody not to show up. Yeah, I agree. For it's sure, wasting for sure. your time. Mm-hmm. And, and again, like it's all about transparency. You know what yeah. I mean? If if you're telling me one thing and your actions show another, that's where I get upset. If you're telling me, I don't have time right now. All right, cool. Like, I have no problem with that. That's where people get mixed up is they think I'm being like, like I'm just being a jerk mm-hmm. or something because I'm like, you know, like, you know, Bud doesn't realize that not everyone has time like that. First of all, I don't have time. I make making time. time. I was there. You make it time. <laughs> yeah. I don't have time. I make time. That's what mm-hmm. we're telling people. Like uh, when I think that's one of the biggest common misconceptions with a fight gym or like a gym that has a fight team. Yeah, is that you got to be in there five, six, seven days. You don't have to be training to that regimen. You tell, only tell them about Amazon. You should only be doing. I, I'll get into. <laughs> you should only be doing that if. Uh, you plan on fighting. If you don't plan on fighting, if you just want to get in shape, come less days a week. Or mm-hmm. if you, you know, you just want to be able to defend yourself, you know, you come even less days a week. It's it's all depending on, you know, what you're looking to get out of it. But yeah. what he's referring to, Amazon is uh, like the best example of making time. So I was working as an Amazon delivery driver for a while. And when I was, yeah, I was working from what? Like 10, 10 a.m. to like 8 or 9 p.m. They had us finishing. Yeah, you know, I would usually have to go out and help somebody, like help somebody finish their route or something. Hour weeks. Yeah, I mean, I was, it was going crazy. You know, yeah, I, made it, I made it five, six days a week. And, uh, you know, our gym opens up at, you know, five some days, six some days. But we all, it usually ends yeah. around 9, 9.30. Mm-hmm. So for like six, seven straight months, I was literally going in there getting some sort of workout regimen from coach and i was just training alone in the yeah. gym he literally would would text coach and be like what'd y'all do today coach would tell him what it, what, what they did At like and then 10. he would send a video mm-hmm. of him doing it and he would just comment uh, accountability done. yeah but somebody comes to y'all and they they got a family yeah they got a full-time job yeah you know what i'm saying they got other things they say they got other responsibilities 100 but they they still want to be at that level that y'all at or even higher they got not show showing it. the commitment. That that's, comes that was that comes with pure sacrifice. It's just it's do you know how many like really good jobs that I've had to turn down mm-hmm. because I needed a job that let me train during the hours? I mean like crazy. Yeah. yeah. Crazy reality. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've had I'm making I'm making poverty line right now. Yeah. <laughs> just enough. But it's 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 okay because I get off at 5 30 mm-hmm. and then I go to the gym. So it, it works out. But the amount of the amount like I, I had a job that was from 11 a.m. to 7.15 p.m. doing door to door sales. And I was I was sometimes making like a thousand a week. I mean, I was really good at that, mm-hmm. but couldn't train, but I couldn't train or I, I could only train a little bit. Like I'd come in and I miss all of jujitsu, which was the one thing I really needed to work on. And so, you know, it was like, you know. Like I said, making, you know, making time. I mean, I've got a fiance. I'm planning a wedding right now. I work 830 to 530. You know, I don't bomb on that, man. Yeah. Don't bomb on that right there. You know what I'm saying? Out here married, man. I love to see yeah, it. Sir. I love to see it, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But, but you know, my, my thing is like, you know, if I can plan a wedding, work a full-time job, 
Mm-hmm. And he and I are business partners. Yeah. You know, we're doing uh, we're doing our own entrepreneurial stuff. And like, tell we, them about speak it. about it. Tell speak them about, about it. Man, the proper three brand. You know, proper three brand. And proper we, three brand. We'll just we'll leave it there until until we can actually tell y'all something. We could touch on it. I mean, <laughs> it's me, Malik, and Tristan Gwaltney. Um, we're trying to get Tristan on on board, but I don't think he uh, realizes. I, mean, I don't think that he, other wrestler we was talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he's uh, he's all you know. We are the he's, proper three. He's all. That's another thing. That's an even better example. He's all gym. Oh yeah. He's like, yeah, bro. I'm gonna just train. I'm gonna get this knee right, and we're just gonna come back and wipe everybody, bro. I'm like, yeah. I mean, we are. We can. Mm-hmm. We can monetize it too. He's like, yeah, no, nah, I ain't worried about that right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm gonna just go ahead and keep just, training. I'm, I'm gonna just keep working. We are, I, I enjoy it though. We I, all it, have different motivations. Mm-hmm. And what was funny, we were just talking about this in the car because, like, for example, Tristan wants to make sure that he is making money doing this because you only get so many fights in you before your brain gives right Mm -hmm. and he is very big on his brain that that that's like that's actually we call him the analyst he's Mm -hmm. very analytical coach hates it but he is absolutely the analyst he analyzes everything that's what he was talking about with the takedowns he sees a pattern and he starts attacking you and there's nothing you can do about it because like you're going to do that pattern and you're not going to break a pattern in a second yeah it takes time to break a pattern so as soon as he already picked up on it, as soon as he picks it up, quick. yeah, you're, you're, he by the end of the fight, you're done. I mean, he had his last fight was against a world champion Muay Thai fighter, and the guy had really good wrestling defense too. I mean, he was he's phenomenal. Tristan figured out his timing on the takedowns, and I mean, Tristan lost that first round barely. Nah, not barely. I wouldn't say he barely. lost it. He I lost. Would, it I wouldn't say decisively to the point where people were walking out because they didn't mm. want to see the rest of the fight. Second round came and he found his timing. He started taking this guy down, held holding him down. He would transition to mount and just ground and pound. Once he figured that out, the third round was relentless assault. Take down, take down, Mm -hmm. take down, take down. A couple times he'd take down, let him up, take him down again. I mean, he 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 absolutely found the hole in this guy's game, the one hole, Mm -hmm. and just capitalized on it. And he did that in the cage? He did that in the cage in 15 minutes. What's that like? It's like walk walk people through that. Like, how do you you are literally fighting somebody? They're coming at you. So how are you able to stay clear minded and figure like, okay, I figured it out now. You guys play chess, right? You were yeah. saying you play chess. Yeah. You both play chess. Yeah. Okay. Barely, but yes. Barely. Do you he's think ba- he's ahead? better than me? Do you think moves ahead? I know yeah. you do. Do you think moves ahead? Yeah. This is the best example I can give you. Imagine that every time you start a chess game, you notice he starts out the same way. And there would be a like, and think if there was hypothetically a way to capitalize on that to beat him every single time. Mm. Everybody's got a pattern, and if you can pick it up, I mean that's game. It just depends on whether or not they pick up that you picked it up mm-hmm. right. in that time frame. And then your your and corner you as gotta, well. Yeah, your corner as well yeah. helps you because when you're in the fight, you see things that the corner doesn't see, but the corner also sees things that you may be missing because you're focused so heavily on whatever it is you're focused on in the cage. Having that awareness to, because I mean it's a pretty loud, barbaric kind of environment. Mm-hmm. You know, people screaming and whatever, whatever. But you can eventually like it's just the sound, the sound that you hear every day. It's just your coaches, your teammates. You can hear it. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're calling out something or say they got you know we got some like code words or four to six, that, four to six, hey, four, four to six, six. four and six. Yeah. Hey, if we saying that, you probably look terrible. You need to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> but like. You know, little code words are like, we'll say something. It's like, okay, why is he saying that? 
Oh, he's saying that because dude has been doing this. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. What's nice next about time, next four time, and six too is they they'll probably think it's a combo, mm-hmm. and so you can just start throwing stuff and breathe, and they're gonna stay awake as they think you're that a combo's open. They think it's coming, mm-hmm. so then they kind of back <laughs> off a little yeah. bit, and then you have a second. Um, another, a perfect example of the patterns thing, because I'm assuming you meant like an example that I've experienced. Yeah, sure. I've got a really Anything. good one. So my my pro debut um it was the first punch of the fight that broke my face jesus and so what happened do you know that though <clears throat> yes oh i know we heard okay. it oh <laughs> we heard it we heard it i felt it we heard we <laughs> my heard whole face it. went numb oh mm. dang so i broke my zygomatic process do you know what the orbital bone is yeah, yeah the no, zygomatic no. process is right under it it's like the right. cheekbone okay like this whole so it literally we just caved in it, it cracked. And so what happens when that happens is your whole face shifts. I didn't expect that. Yeah. No, I'll, get into, I'll, get into, I'll get into it in a second. It. But basically what happened was we tap gloves. We start going. We start moving. I circle right because I don't want to get hit. And he kind of like starts cutting an angle a little bit. He threw a jab at my body. Mm. Now, why do we throw a jab at the body? Just to see what happens, right? We want to get a look. We want to get a read. As soon as he threw the jab at the body, my hands went like this. He only needed to see that once. He saw it one time. One time. I went down to block it, and I came right back. As soon as he saw that, the second jab to the body, he did it. He did it the first time. He did it like that. He went, okay, cool. Without skipping a beat, he came in, threw another jab to the body. I did it again. Overhand right. Boom. Right to the face. Right to the jaw. And... My whole side of my face, all the vision went black. I couldn't see anything out of my left eye. At that point, are you just doing like a poker face? Uh, yeah. He I kicked mean, him immediately. If they heard I, he it. Actually, if they heard it, I was your doing, opponent had to hear I was it. Trying, so the biggest thing is, yeah, I'm remaining composed, but I'm pretty sure I was like, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like trying to get my vision back. I know he saw me hurt. I know that. Yeah. So what I did was I fainted a right hand, like, really hard. Like, I didn't throw it, but I, I fainted it like I was going to give it everything I had. So I was just really quick, like, like that. Mm-hmm. And that kind of backed him up a little bit. And then he went, no, I got to attack. And that, that's yeah. the thing. Once you see them rock, there's a sense of urgency because you've yeah, got, like, a few me. seconds. Yeah, kill you've me. got a few seconds before they recover. I knew. I remember in my head saying to myself, this is it. I'm going to get knocked out my pro debut. First 30 seconds of the fight. Like what I remember, f- ask him. I was scared. I was scared the as whole heck. time. Well, Before. that faint helped you a lot. I think, uh, like you were saying, the the kill mode. Like, yeah, when you got that few seconds that mm-hmm. you have to really down an opponent, you didn't even look like you had a few seconds because he hit you. Yep. And then right after he hit you, you bucked at him. He was like, "Okay, so I guess he's not as hurt as I thought." Yeah. And then you kicked him after, and he yeah. was like, "Oh, he's really not as yeah. hurt as I thought." So, the whole time. If he would have hit Bud like that one more time, if he had flicked me, yeah. if he had flicked me, I was going out Dang. my life. And so, so I, yeah, like he said, I knew that, and I bucked at him. I, I just fainted really hard so that he he understood that I was still fighting. And then he made a decision to approach anyway, and he came in real low. And at the same exact time, I was going to throw a body kick just because I knew he was going to come forward. Mm. But I thought he was going to come straight forward with a two, so I was going to throw a body kick, get my head offline, but also kind of hit him in the body a little bit. I ended up kicking him right in the jaw, and it rocked him pretty good, and he fell back. 
And then he was like, all right, come on. That's kind of when the fight started. I would say it was one and one. Y'all both got one. Yeah. Got, got it out the way. Well, I didn't break his face, but but I, I made him look silly for a little yeah. bit. He's really cool. We still cool, talk. Trying to get him to come to the gym sometimes. So you get the win? Yeah, I knocked him out. Spectacular fashion. Spectacular. Yeah, spinning back fest. Yeah. Yep. yep. Got half a million views in two days. Nice. That's what's up. As you can see, Zyler knows more about MMA, UFC, all the fights and yeah. stuff than I do. But when you're in there, you're talking about the few seconds. Is that what you're fighting the whole fight for? Is just that few seconds of kill mode? Uh, no. Not necessarily fighting the whole fight for that. I mm-hmm. would say once you see it, mm-hmm. take that opportunity because you don't know when it's coming again. Yeah. But you're you're looking to win each exchange. I it's not necessarily in- about that moment because that yeah. moment comes if and it goes. comes and if it yeah. doesn't it doesn't like some people are so good mm-hmm. and got so much conditioning it don't matter how many times i hit you that yeah. that bro's moment, not going he's not mm-hmm. going out that moment is not a seekable outcome it's a re- it's um like a reward no it's really. a byproduct yeah. it's a byproduct mm-hmm. of your success so yeah. if you're throwing really good combos a byproduct of landing those combos is they're going to get rocked here mm-hmm. and there and you're going to have those moments kind of sprinkled in finish it yeah but if you look for those moments, that's how a lot of amateurs get caught up as they look for that moment to rock you. And then, they, I mean, there was this, oh my gosh, you've probably seen it. There's this old video of Ultimate Fighter. Uh, I don't even remember what season, but the guy hit him and he keeled over like he was real hurt. And the guy got excited and ran up to do it. And the just guy came ran, up and just hit him with a right hand, knocked him out. The yeah. dude that was faking, he was because he was living for that moment. Yeah, yeah. But the other guy was because the yeah, other guy yeah, rocked yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He hit him in the body and saw him keel over. Yeah, I mean, sprinted at him like he ran. wasn't even faking. The guy actually was hurt. He had a broken rib. Oh word! Yeah, I found that out. I just found that but out yeah, today. He had a he had a broken rib, and so he's killed over because of the broken rib. And then he went, "Oh no, I'm fighting!" Yeah. <laughs> got up and knocked him in the face. So you can't you can't get overzealous. Yeah, you have to. You have to be very calculated mm-hmm. in when you approach. And that's and then in that same sense, you have to be very calculated on why you're fainting, yeah. when you're fainting, what you're throwing, when you're throwing. Are you out of position? Mm-hmm. Are you overextending? Are you leaning over your legs? Are you yeah. you know, and that's that's where it can get a little complicated. You kind of want to build up to that style, but you, that's you, what I was saying. Yeah, you don't want to overwhelm in every exchange. Because every if you look at a fight, like uh it's a bunch of small fights within the fight it's like a bunch of 10 second bursts 15 yes. second bursts 20 second bursts of all right y'all moving around dancing around action 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 okay dancing around moving action action and it's just it goes back and forth like that as long as you're winning those exchanges every single time y'all you know do car crash <clears throat> you're likely gonna come out with a victory mm-hmm. i mean everybody's got a punch of chance so you can always get caught just keep on some in mind whatever bro. but those winning those exchanges i feel is the most important way at, at least when you're starting out to like gain an edge uh mentally physically all of that we're also both speaking from our own style of fighting mm-hmm. right because like he's you know not gonna like pressure 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 move take down pressure pressure heat but i'm not gonna like in hit out because that's mm-hmm. not my style yeah i'm not i'm just not as proficient at it as he is and so you know there really is no one answer to it mm-hmm. but he's not wrong he's if def- he's definitely right and and, I, and even in my own style that i would want to win the exchange i think that's a really good way of looking at it as multiple little fights in one mm-hmm. because if you take it one exchange at a time then everything adds up 
as opposed to it accumulates fast because yeah. I've seen so many people wait for a moment mm-hmm. and then get knocked out and or, get tagged the whole fight waiting. or they lose a decision yeah <laughs> yeah they lose yeah. a decision getting tagged all the time because mm. they're like well I'll just I'll just I'll catch him yeah you know oh, I'll catch him in the second round I'll do something this I've got teammates mm-hmm. who've done it <laughs> I'm not gonna call them yeah. out but. <laughs> We had a teammate who dominated the first round and then took a break in the second and then just didn't do enough in the third. He had a split. He had a split or a draw. Oh, yeah. It was a draw. Still, Mm -hmm. though. He dominated. A a guy that could have, he could have easily finished. He let uh, last and let live because he was being more complacent instead of, you know, winning those exchanges. He was saying, oh, the guy's not the guy's not choking me out right now. Yeah. The guy's not punching me, so I'm okay. N- right, but he's got you put on your butt right now, and yep. he's not necessarily doing no damage. But so thing, that's y'all control. Y- you always right? got to yeah. think about like what the judges are looking at and what the perspective looks like because mm-hmm. you know judges don't train as much as we do. That's why they're judging and not fighting. Mm. Dang, he just got on all the judges. Shout out to my judges. <laughs> I love my judges. Took man. a shot at all of them, man. Took a shot at all of them. <laughs> they aren't. Yeah, you, really really you really shouldn't. You really shouldn't leave it up to judges, though. Yeah. You really no, shouldn't. Yes. I was just about to ask: Are y'all fighting for the judges? Y'all no, just fighting to go no, no, no. But time. well, you're always fighting for the judges. Mm-hmm. But your goal is not to win the judges over. The win. goal is to win the fight. Yeah, you got to okay. stop your opponent because if you give it to the judges, the judges, their criteria can change based on how they're feeling how they're feeling like some some judges uh vote grappling heavy you know so mm-hmm. if you're a heavy grappler okay well that guy's winning because he's he's grappling you a lot he didn't necessarily hit me a bunch but he grappled mm-hmm. me so you lost some go by the oohs and ahs of the uh the crowd like what admitted that you, well, no like who no, was they that? seriously would've. recently it was um there was a really big like controversial win i think it was in the ufc and the judge came out and said I was basing it off of all the oohs and ahs of the crowd. Mm. And it was it could that could have just been where he was sitting. Yeah. Or like the Honestly, last yeah. or like the last thing a judge sees, like uh one of one of the things that our coach talks about a lot. Um so say, you know, we're fighting fight strong. Yeah, or finishing just round strong. Like yeah. say we're in a fight and Bud has been whooping me for two minutes and thirty seconds of this three minute round. But that last thirty seconds, I was just Wiping the floor with him. It looks like I won that round, and I probably and realistically to, to the one of them judges. Yeah, they yeah, might they give, it give it to me just because yeah. of that that little bit of burst. But Aye. what what they saw last the the crowd, you know, entertainment because it's mm-hmm. all about the crowd. You know, if they into it, then the the fighters into you, the promoters into you, the judges, whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's it's weird. It's just easier to leave it out of their hands. Yeah. Just finish it. Just finish the fight. You ain't even got to worry about that if he's just done. Well, and I still, I still think, I still think that, um, I think, I still think that uh, Tristan won his fight because that why he didn't just lay on him on the cage in the third round. He, he took him down and got a couple hits in right before the bell rang in the yeah, third it was round. Damage. But you know that was another thing. It was like, you know, we we practiced that. Like, mm. you know, we always practice those those getting each other tired and then a big burst at the end you always finish with a sprint you Mm. don't you don't walk to the finish line you sprint to the finish line doesn't matter how tired you are Mm. so with different it's a bunch of different organizations right as far as like amateur pro Uh, amateur and pro is just you get paid or you don't really you mean so are you able to like just flow to different like i want to go fight for these people i want to go fight for Mm -hmm. these people unless you're signed unless you're signed as a professional yeah you can pretty much fight anywhere is that what y'all do 
right so, now. So yeah. what are y'all like? Are you? I saw you have a pro debut. Mm-hmm. You got some. I'm an amateur right now, but okay. I'll be turning pro. Yeah, no, he's not. He gonna be pro. He said, "Nah, you're not amateur. It's <laughs> not fair." Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I am he's current, growing a lot. I am, I am yeah. current. I am currently an amateur fighter. He's so growing you a have lot. to find bro. seek them out, or do they seek you out? All both. As far as you talking about the organizations, both like for pro amateur, just like are you trying to get as many fights as you can yeah. now, or are you just yeah. being strategic at the same time? I'm I'm definitely looking to get as gain as much experience now mm-hmm. while my record really doesn't matter. Yeah, like I don't. I'm not gonna say I don't care if I take a win or loss. I definitely care, but mm-hmm. it's not gonna hurt my stock as bad if I take a loss now. Versus once I turn pro, yeah. you know, taking a loss at any level, uh, any organization, whether it's LFA, you know, Bellator, UFC, it just hurts the stock to have that that right hand number yeah. going up. So. Our biggest thing was always um, we weren't going to go pro until we didn't have to pick our fights. Mm-hmm. So, like, I wasn't going to go pro unless I felt like I could compete against the best pros. So for me, I don't feel like anybody right now is going to wipe the floor with me. Um, I'm, I'm not saying I'm guaranteed to win against everybody, but you're going to have to kill me. You're going to hold your own anywhere with anybody. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you know, I feel like at this point I'm motivated enough, strong enough, and not as like making as many amateur mistakes yeah. as much that I can hold my own against most people. And another thing people don't take into consideration is like for me, I'm not really the greatest at any one thing, but I'm very good at combining everything. Um, Like I have very good uh, transitions from my striking to my takedowns and Mm -hmm. I have very good um, top pressure. So I'm really good at staying on top and not putting myself in a, um, position to get knocked off position to get knocked yeah. yeah and even when i am like i had a fight in new york and the guy took me down it was a pretty good scramble we were back and forth back and forth he took me down that's fine well as soon as we went down he just starts throwing hammers i mean just mm-hmm. like hard punches so i'm like okay so i just grab his biceps start moving my head kind of stay out of the way of all the punches and uh, he clocked me a couple of times. The only time he really got me was at the end of the round. There was like 10 seconds left. And I was like, had a moment of arrogance. And it wasn't intentional. Mm-hmm. I just was being funny because I was so calm. And that was my fault is I should have remembered I'm in a fight. But yeah, bro's trying to hurt you. Yeah. When, you, when, you're, <laughs> well, when you're defending so well, you almost forget, you know, because mm-hmm. like if you're in a boxing match, you ever notice like when boxers are sparring and they're like dodging everything and they start like dancing and stuff? You can't touch me. Yeah, they get comfortable. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what happened. And yeah, I looked at it, said the clack, clack, clack. And I went, already? And he just cracked me in the face. And that that was a rough one. I was like, ears ringing and everything. And I just grabbed him, pulled him real tight, waited out the 10 seconds, ate a few more punches. And then we got up and I was like, all right, he's tired. Mm-hmm. So then the second round, my coach came in into the corner and was like, how do you feel? I was like, I feel fine. I can't really see out of my left eye, but I feel fine. And then he was like, sense. he was like, what? And then <laughs> I was like, vision's can't coming back. I'm good. <laughs> can't really <laughs> see. But I'm yeah. Right. Yeah, cool. no, I had to say it real quiet because uh, the commissioner was like watching. They'll, they'll stop the fight if oh, they hear yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, coach was like, are you tired? I'm like, no. I'm like, but he is. I asked a question about yeah. poker face when they were talking about how you got uh, hit when you when you got hit in the head in your uh, your pro debut. Mm-hmm. 
poker face is another thing that's like a, a extremely underrated skill to have when it comes to MMA. Like when it comes to being an actual fighter. Like, I mean, you could definitely have a poker face just in any, any facet of life. Mm -hmm. But when someone has genuinely hurt you and you don't want them to know it because if you show them in your face or in your body language that you are hurt, it's like that kill mode. They'll hit kill mode on you. Like, yeah. Like you can see other fighters do it. Like if someone's fighting you, you don't run from a dog. Maybe something. Mm -hmm. Maybe something. Chase. Like a. It's true. Yeah. No, seriously. Some hurt you. You got to just. Like anyways. Another thing if too. Not, then you you they'll they'll come. They'll be there. Another thing about that is like if you convince somebody that their hardest punch didn't hurt you, mm. they took your hardest punch. Now what? Oh, yeah. that was funny. <laughs> took your soul. Yeah, so after, I took your soul. After man. uh after bro broke his face. Yeah. Um. I, I did. I yelled that as loud as I can because he, he like looked fine. Like in my eyes, I'm like, oh, but it's cool. Like he, yeah. <laughs> he took your he took I your hardest lying. punch. So I yelled. I was like, he took your hardest punch. Now what? Mm -hmm. And bro started laughing. He was like, yeah, whatever. I guess so. But I think in his mind, he actually accepted that. Like, he, he was did. like, yeah. he did. I hit him with everything I, I had. Right. He just kicked me after. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I will. You know, I will tell. You, I mean, he was composed. I was composed, and we were both kind of like, you know, I mean, like there was one point where. What was funny was I was me and Tristan were the underdogs in our fights. We both fought. We fought back to back that mm -hmm. night. We were both the underdogs. I feel like we're always the underdogs. This is how it happened. I was bro. ten and two as an underdog. That's crazy. What do you say? Cheaters. Yeah, cheaters. <laughs> They're all cheaters. Do you think it's because y'all like coming from Oklahoma? Nobody's really expecting much from Oklahoma. Like, why would y'all be underdogs consistently with that type of record? Exactly. I think that our coach doesn't get a lot of respect. And I think that's where it comes from. Yeah, it's, it's basically uh, so as 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 minute as it may seem sometimes, there are politics when it comes to the oh, fight community. Yeah. The fight community is really small. We all know each other. Um, and I agree. I agree. There's definitely aspects of the sport and, and people where it's like uh, he might not get the respect he deserves and asks, you know, in, yeah, in certain aspects. But that, that was going to say that's cool because yeah, that creates the. That underdog narrative, like, oh yeah, those guys are good, but mm. you know they weren't even supposed to win. They weren't even supposed yeah. to do that. And our, then we our, go out and do it's like won. it's more yeah. of a tip of the hat to to the team and, and you know and to the to you the know, brand we building. When you when you fight for a team, you're a direct reflection of your coach. Um, I think that could be said about a lot of sports, but um, you know, with our coach, he was a kickboxer, Muay Thai fighter for like 30 years before he even touched a wrestling mat. Jiu-jitsu, man. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even coming up in jiu-jitsu, all his teammates, all his, like, colleagues, we'll say, are, like, have grappled before, done something. And, you know, and I mean, like, the, uh, where he trained and got the those skills kind of, you know, he he's like the black belt, like the black sheep of the black belt. So there's mm -hmm. all these black belts that came out of that gym. And I'm not saying, like, he gets along fine with everybody. He doesn't have issues with anybody. You know, they're all his friends. They're all very tight-knit. They're all very close. Um, and his his coach, his, his jiu-jitsu coach, one of the his strongest mentors ever. Like, that is, like, his – he has the highest respect for that guy. Uh, but when it comes to, like, the fight community, mm. he's definitely seen as, like, the uh, the black sheep of the black belts there. Yeah. And, and that's not really – you know, and that, and that's fine. Um, mm -hmm. you know, he teaches, he's taught me so much. 
Um, and because of all his striking and his fighting, he teaches me things that no other jujitsu coach really could mm -hmm. because they don't know that side of things. Yeah. Um, so it's just the political aspect of it, but how they just framing y'all when y'all come into the political. fight. But and it ain't got nothing to do with y'all skill it, it, and how much y'all train. It's sad no, because that's a reflection that that becomes reflected in the fight itself. Yeah, like yeah, they'll, exactly. they'll see when it happens. Yeah. Like uh you're, he's he's known as a wrestler. Yeah. Well, his yeah. pro debut, he knocked Bro out. You know? Mm -hmm. That guy was a that guy was a striker. Yeah. <laughs> very good striker. Yeah. You know, it's very awesome. good. Yeah. That makes sense. Now, certain aspects like that, I, I think it, it's just a matter of perspective. Like personally, um, I don't I don't know that Logan would like. I guess you could definitely consider him the black sheep in some aspects, but not not, not when no. it comes to I would say not when it comes to his connection when in the actual fight community because there's That's certain organizations, yeah. certain certain groups, certain people we can talk to that. You know, without his connection, without his network, yeah, yeah. that wouldn't have been the case. So, mm. yeah, I guess it comes from it comes from a lot of different angles. You know, and, and everybody people. wants to be the 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 biggest gem, the you know whatever, whatever. And another really important thing that I think is really you know I must emphasize on is he built Team Strike on a no ego basis yeah. like it literally says on the door no egos beyond no this egos. point no egos no beyond egos this beyond this point, this point. <laughs> is this spelled wrong no okay I <laughs> like i thought i had one g yeah. <laughs> but that'd be even funnier but um that being said you know because of that there is a level of like like we don't we, we try really hard not to talk mm. anything we try to just speak with our actions mm. as a team and like everybody talks, you know, like we're mm -hmm. in we're the, yeah, we're the baddest talk, yeah, guys out here, stuff, you know. Yeah. But I mean, everybody, you know, every team has something to say. You gotta say that though. You, you gotta have you gotta sure. you gotta feel that way to um, step into the cage. But, but you know, when it comes to like going out to fights, like we're not acting a fool. We're always maintaining professionalism. We're always uh, being respectful. Yeah. Um, I mean, even like when he went to Tampa, like, you know, the guy was like getting in his face, forehead button him, all that stuff. And he's just, he's just straight face. It's like, cause we're not, we don't want to look like that. We don't want to look like. That's just not our image. It's just not, not even that we want to look like that. Yeah. We're, we're not like we're, that. Like you won't catch us at a bar fight, you no, know, none I mean, of that well, type was of that stuff. that one time. Hmm. On St. Patrick's Day. No, that, that guy was almost in trouble. That was his. He, he walked away. That was his thing. We had we had a situation where uh, it was me, him, my roommate, a few other people, and we were it was bar for St. Patrick's Day. This giant, like, two hundred sixty pound guy, like, tried to pick a fight with me for some reason. I looked at him and was like, mm. "You have a death wish, or <laughs> like, is this what you really want, man?" His, his friends yeah. pulled him away, but I looked over at Malik, and then I was like, "I was like, hey, Malik, come here," mm. and he was just like. Hey, what? <laughs> <laughs> Is this what you really want? Malik, Malik said later he didn't know because he said he said if I had known somebody was picking a fight with you, I probably would have. Uh, I definitely would have probably been more of an egg on. I'm not. Egg, I'm not egg, on. And it's not. And it's not because I necessarily we were, we were want out. a fight, but we were out. Yeah, we were having yeah, a good, good time. time. Yeah. It's just like why you want to come over yeah, here and have doing? a bad. Yeah. Why, you know, why, why, why you want to act like that? Time? No, I, I, yeah, but when it comes to like going to fights and stuff like that, we try to maintain professionalism yeah. and just cause, cause you're, you're somebody's role model. I mean, how many fights have you been to where kid, you, you're signing autograph for kids? That's I a funny, like that's 20. a funny, that was a funny Last question. 
That's a hilarious question. Well, that's like, what I'm saying. There's the reality of it. I was yeah. like, the reality of it, though, is like we do have an influence. You don't think about that until you after until, the fight, yeah. you're walking through the crowd, and there's like 17 kids come up to you. Oh, my mm-hmm. God, can you sign my autograph? Yeah. Then it's like, okay, I'm glad I wasn't out there acting like a fool because yeah. these kids were watching. Too, yeah. People were watching, man. That makes sense. That makes um. I do want to ask this question. That, that question I sent you, like, speaking of, like, no egos and everything, yeah. like, especially with the sport or, you know what I'm saying, the sport that y'all play, like, that's a lot of emotion tied into that. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. a lot of emotion tied into that. So how do you get to the point to where when I'm in the ring, I tone out all the other stuff that's going on outside? Like, you know, you can't. You may be in a fight, but you can't take away the fact that I'm planning for a wedding still. You know right. what I'm saying? I, I got bills. I got all these other things. I may oh, have a bad day getting. I may have a bad um, day of the fight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or you know what I'm saying? I'm frustrated because my training wasn't as good this week or X, Y, and Z. You know. No, so how reason. do you get to the point to where I'm in the ring and I just eliminate all those other things and let's just hone in on this right now? First things first. You can't have expectations. Mm-hmm. You have to accept that you're never going to go into a fight 100, percent and that all you can do is mitigate the problems. You can't take away every single fight. I've had some sort of minor injury. I've had some sort of drama happening. I had one fight. It was a title fight. I just got over COVID and my girlfriend broke up with me that day. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> He's so bad. Full disclaimer, if you also want to fight, you're probably going to lose girlfriends. They don't understand why Facts. you're training so much. They think Facts. it's weird. You want to be sweated on like that all day or all evening or whatever. It's cool. Just let it go. Stay on the path. You all right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Stay on the path. They will. Yeah. No. Nah, how do you tone it out though? How do you? How do you? I would say it happens weeks before the fight. Mm. Like uh, every time we go into the gym, so we do have the the no egos beyond this door. I think that also kind of translates to like not saying you can't talk about your problems in the gym not mm-hmm. saying that there's not people there that will you can know you can open up to and have For that sure. conversation with <laughs> that's but the that's problem <laughs> right, right that's why people stop showing up right, right. <laughs> it's like this is the place where we come to train we come to get better and we come to focus on our skills and focus on our teammate skills having that mindset going into the gym it's like a portal like when i open those doors i don't really care what day i had before i walked into the gym i'm in the gym now I'm cool. This feels good in here. I didn't drink me a lot of water today. I'm a little hungry. I like to train like that. I like to mm-hmm. train a little hungry. I'm a little hungry. I, I'm feeling good. Uh, yeah. And then like having that mindset, but having it five to seven days a week for however many weeks. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, tell, tell him about when we, we had one time where he was asking me how many times a week I train, how many days a week I train. Cause yeah. he was training and you were training three or four, four. It was like four. I was like up to five days a week. I wouldn't go above five days. Cause I was like, I, I want to make sure I'm and, resting. And I remember he asked me, he was like, bud, do you think we should be doing two a days? And I remember telling him, I was like, I don't feel like I need to do two a days. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, how many days a week do you train? I was like, well, I train every day. I don't take a day off every single day. But part of that is um, I don't like get sore because I'm doing the same thing every day. Every day. Yeah. So it was like it wasn't like um, I needed the recovery period. Mm-hmm. The recovery period was my sleep and then the day of resting. Yeah. You know, and that's part of why I got a desk job <laughs> so I could recover. <laughs> but but I was telling him, I'm like, you know, if you just train six days a week minimum yeah you're not gonna want to do two a days i can't do two a days right now because i train three hours a you day train so much i train three hours a day minimum 
five days a week. So Monday through Friday, because Friday we. That's did what the regular regimen was. Yeah. So we had that conversation, and after that, I started hitting morning workouts. Yeah. If I could sneak in the afternoon, it's just yeah. it ramped up. But I think where I got injured is under recovering. Like a yes. lot of people talk about overtraining. You have to. All, I, I believe yeah. in a way you can overtrain, but only if you are under recovering. Like it's, you have to recover. We've had this conversation. Yeah, yeah, you I can agree. match your training with your recovery. Yeah, you're good. You can keep training. Yeah, but you can if, train if seven you, days a week if you're recovering every single day. But if you're running your body into the ground and you're not, you're not picking Makes it sense. back up, it'll just keep sinking. But it'll just keep like going. you were talking about the stretching, I got a stretching routine. I do now. My stretching routine is like three minutes, and my fiance thinks it's dumb and doesn't work, but. <laughs> Um, but no, I, I'll sit there and I'll stretch, I'll stretch at work. I'll get on the floor and start stretching. I stretch mm. constantly throughout the day in increments because I don't have an hour to sit down and just stretch. Mm. Like I said, I don't have time. I make time. That's a drop on that. But no, but yeah, yeah, so if I can't give an hour a day to do a stretching session, I'm mm. getting like three minutes here, two minutes there. I got a 15 minute break twice a day. I stretch. You know, and then um, just at the desk, at the desk, man. My desk stands up and everything. But I, I mean, do I everybody know? Like, oh, he's a fighter. Don't do. Don't everybody at my work. Yeah. They're they're just hilariously weird. Yeah, yeah. They, they all. That's all I was like doing the bar. I was like, did you not see his ears? No, nah, yeah. he, he was drunk. It was dark. Like, he didn't care. He didn't. My, leave my, that man alone. To answer your question, though, it for me it happens weeks before. You know, toning every toning. You know, everything out. You know, with life happening and everything going on, like you said, you had a. But you can't sleep in the gym for weeks. It's not necessarily that. It's about understanding that there is a a break, almost for me, like I said, a portal, like a break in reality. Mm. Like, yeah, those problems are out there. Those problems are still going on, and they'll be there when I get out of the gym. Mm. So I don't really got to worry about them while I'm in the gym because when I get out, they'll be there to yeah. you know to deal with. It's and the same way people lift that to into the fight. deal with their problems. Mm. They're lifting to deal with their problems. Yeah. They're not training for anything. You train to cope. You don't really... <sighs> That's not how I should say it. You you focus when you when you go to training and you focus on just training, mm. it allows you to think more clearly about how to solve your issues day to day. Yeah. So for me, if I were to focus on my issue, I can't. You can't, man. Yeah. You can't sit there and get choked out by someone and think about what you have in the you washing machine. You can't have somebody yeah. attacking you and thinking no. about that that conversation that you had with your girl earlier. Mm. Like, no, bro's on top of yeah. me and and he's trying to hit me. Like, I, he's finna hit me in. The, even with just, <laughs> even with just jujitsu, yeah. though, I mean, like if I'm sitting here trying to take you down, or if you're sitting here trying to choke me or armbar me or leg lock me, mm-hmm. I'm worried about that. I'm not worried about anything outside yeah. of that. I'm worried about my leg. Because it's and dangerous. It's know, dangerous to think about stuff outside of the gym. Yeah. I know they're not going to hurt me. I know I can tap, but I'm like, it's like, um, it's like if you combined a chess game with lifting, because you're critically thinking. You're exerting energy. You're getting your serotonin boost. You're getting all these like really good chemicals in your body. And you're also using your brain to think, how can I solve this puzzle? Mm-hmm. Human chess. And there, it really is something to be said about that. Because like if I'm constantly thinking about how to solve a puzzle and I'm exerting all this energy while getting a serotonin boost, I'm getting my activity in. I'm getting all these calorie burns. I'm getting all that. You know, the brain stimulation, all the brain stimulated. I'm getting everything I need to clear my head. And then when I go home, I can focus on whatever I need to focus on at home. But for me, like if I take days off, I have to take days off sometimes. Even if not to recover. Easy now, man. Yeah, man. 
don't know how. I don't even know how that happened. But. <laughs> so, so would you say that the fighting, the fighting helps you deal with everyday life, or 100%. everyday life makes your fighting better? Competing, mm. competing is is as a byproduct of my training. Yeah. Um, you know, we were talking earlier about how all three of us have different goals. I, we were talking about this in the car. Mm-hmm. I have to be in the UFC. That's not, that's not an option. That's, mm-hmm. that is, that is something that I have sacrificed time and time again for 15 years. Mm-hmm. That is something that, man, what I took my ACT four times to be eligible to wrestle. Four times to get an 18. Mm-hmm. I got a 7, I got a 12, I got a 13, I got an 18. Hold on, hold on, man. I don't know what to tell you, man. The first one, you got a 7? I got learned. It just signed his name. Bro, I thought mine was low. <laughs> I got a 7. I got a 12 on that first one. I was like, dang, it ain't no... Because I was talking to everybody else. They like, yeah, I got 20s and everything. Dang, Crazy. man. Yeah. No, and, and you know, and I think, I think the hardest part growing up is realizing that those don't determine your. They don't uh, mean anything. Uh, yeah. All you needed was that. They don't score. mean anything. Got, I thought it's I, just like information retention. They swore. don't mean anything, man. I swore. They I make it sound like it's a big deal. They, like they this don't is, mean anything. This is your life. The test. No. The one. But for I you thought, to wrestle, you had to take it. I had to get an 18 because I had a 2.02 GPA cumulative. Hmm. Yeah. So I just made the cut on that. So I had to get either an 18 on the ACT. I think a twelve or thirteen hundred on the SAT to compete in high school or try to get into college to be eligible to wrestle in college. Okay, yeah. Okay, so, I get, yeah. So for me, this was my. I had gotten offered a scholarship, uh, but I wouldn't get the scholarship if I yeah. wasn't eligible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I couldn't afford to go to college if I wasn't if I didn't get the scholarship. Mm. I like that question you asked earlier about if. Life outside the gym helps, helps you, you in the gym because, or vice versa. Yeah. I think they work in tandem. Mm-hmm. I think they work in tandem. And if you're able to manage it, then it can it can work out really well. Now, I've been in positions where maybe I was training so much or, or so into the sport that other parts of my life were kind mm-hmm. of falling to the wayside. And maybe, you know, that can just be part of like. Yeah. Me not making time for it. You know, I was neglecting certain areas of my life to pour all of myself into fighting. Um, so, yeah, sometimes it, they can help each other. But I feel like fighting has definitely helped me outside of fighting because it teaches me to look at a problem and look at it like, OK, there's a solution to the problem. I just got to figure it out versus yeah. saying, oh, look at this problem. Yeah. Like, dang, such a problem. Like, I don't know. It just switched my mind. Because it's a twofold because it. it's like what Justin said. Bro, I didn't win so hard for this. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'm not about to be in here fighting with you for fun. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how much I didn't sacrifice to be here? <laughs> and then, like, what you said, like, on the other end. Like, bro, I just I just got done getting beat up in the face. Like, bro, I'm dealing with this little problem outside. This can't be that hard. I just got punched uh-huh. in the face today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it definitely, definitely, definitely builds your mental fortitude yeah. to go out there and learn that you can go toe-to-toe with another man. Yeah. Is that like the biggest thing for the fighting? Is like you gotta have the mental right, or nothing else is gonna work. What's more important, the mental or the physical? 
they they're work both. I would say they work in tandem, <laughs> but you gotta I you can be as this. mentally tough as you want. And if you're getting thrown around all day, you're still gonna lose the fight. Yeah. That's another hard reality is going as hard as you possibly can and getting everything you have and still losing. Mm. That happens all the time. I know. I would say when I wasn't as mentally tough, but I was still super athletic, I was losing. That's the best way to describe it. I was definitely more athletic than my opponent. I just wasn't as tough. And it's not like not tough like I can't fight. It was like not tough like there were certain positions or certain situations that like mentally, when we were talking about earlier, conceding. I would concede before I would even before I would even attempt to work my way out of it. I would just, uh, okay. Malik was not knowing I could just physically, I could get up or I could do whatever I wanted in that cage. And that's how I'm, that's where the point I am, that's where I'm at now, like yeah. in my mental. Like I can walk in that cage and do anything I want to, and he's not going to stop me. And if he thinks he's going to stop me, I have an answer for whatever he's trying to throw in the way of me driving his car. But I'm going to drive this car for 15 minutes, and we're going to work it out. But uh, they definitely work in tandem. But I would say that mental takes it, – it just takes a different level of um, acceptance and execution because – once I accepted that I could do certain things, I was willing to try certain things. There are certain things I was not mm. willing to try because I didn't think I could do it. And I will yeah. say, like, I noticed a huge difference just in his, like, performance from before that clicked for him to after. And I really Thanks. think it was the MCL fight that everything kind of switched for you because, I mean, it. Well, he still uh, fought. When? When you tore your MCL? MCL is a MCL is a promotion. That's a fight promotion. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, MCL yeah, is Marshall yeah, Combat League. Marshall, Com- yeah. Marshall Combat League, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you think ACL? Yeah, I am. Yeah. And I was like, I confused meniscus and ACL together. So, so I was the same way. I was like, mm-hmm. I didn't, because you didn't say if you didn't fight or did so, didn't fight. I was like, did he? No, I didn't. My doctor told me, or the, the gym doctor told me we to walk that. to her. And we can talk about fighting. And I was like, no, I'm not putting my leg on the ground. Could, she was could, like, okay, he was, then. He was in a lot of pain. She was like, okay, you're not happen. fighting. So I was telling you, he came in Wednesday to throw, uh, throw pads. Mm. Throw, he was hitting mitts. He blew it out throwing a right hand. Boom. It just, he gave okay, out. Yeah, I, you I had on to punch. carry him with mm. one hand to the ring. <laughs> mm. I had to carry him with one arm to the ring because he couldn't walk. Because you were hurt that time, too. Yeah. 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 What was funny is like, uh, so... Our, our boy Tristan so, had blew out his knee and well, well before his. Mm, yeah, nah, it was well before y'all's. Uh, right, right. It was well before. Um, but he's he's hurting, and he had he had had a yeah. knee injury prior to that that he got through, and then he like blew his knee out again in the fight. He actually blew but his other knee. He's out. hurt, and then Bud's hurt, and then I'm just in the gym working. So I'm like, all right, I gotta do it. Like I gotta, like. And they're telling me, like, while hurt, you know, at, at their last fight, they're like, um, yeah, man, it's going to be all you, bro, all year. You're going to be <laughs> yeah, no, You're the yeah. one. You <laughs> are the one to carry it. <laughs> you don't have to do it. And then we were. We Not were, the same week. Yeah. <laughs> we were telling him, like, all right, man, you got to carry the proper three name now. And then he got hurt. Golly. <laughs> but See I, I a think, doctor. God's, God's timing is perfect. <laughs> That's what we said, man. Everything God's happens for a reason. Amen. We all got hurt at the same time. So. Mm. There's a reason for that, and I think it was so to put weird. focus on the other guys because we had a lot of guys fighting, and everyone was focused on us three. Mm. So spotlight got to get shared for a little bit. And yeah. I'm hoping they don't take it for granted because some of these guys show up and don't come back when they take a loss. And that's 
it's probably the hardest part is coming back after a loss. But if you don't, you'll never get better. This guy, this guy was an undefeated kickboxer and then went 0-2 in MMA. So yeah. he, his whole family, well, not his family, but people close to him were telling him to quit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was like one of the worst. That's another thing. If you're wanting to fight, people will tell you you can't do oh, it, yeah. but you can do it. Don't listen. I had, uh, I'm not going to call him out, but I had an uncle. I was at a barbecue. It's always the uncle. It was crazy. It was so crazy. always at a barbecue. No, it was crazy. We were were talking, and I had just came off my second MMA loss. So technically, at that point, I'm two and two Mm because I had won both my kickboxing matches but lost two MMA matches. And he was fighting, like, like really good fighters. Mm -hmm. Like, excuse me. But he was like, uh, yeah, so you just lost? I was like, yeah. He was like, again? I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah. And he was like, I don't know, man. You going you gonna to get back in there? You going to try it again? I was like, yeah. That's how it works. Is, I was like, this is what I do. <laughs> That's the only yeah. way to win. <laughs> I was like, this, this is what I do. He was like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, you're, I do. I'm glad, I'm glad one of us is fighting. You're right. You're right. I think, Maybe it I wouldn't just be me, up. nephew. I think uh, a lot of people uh, will definitely project themselves onto you uh, oh, yeah. or like their own like mental insecurities, I guess, mm. like on how they feel that they would fare in that position. It's like, okay, well, that's why you do what you do and we do what we do because I definitely couldn't do what you do. Facts. You know, and, and no, I, you know, I think that's a great Shoot. point, actually, because no, I have... He can admit that. Yeah. Not everybody can do that. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, but it's, it's so right. Like, people project all the time. You know, like, I've had so many people in my life um, who, like... You know, maybe they think that I'm lazy because I'm taking a rest day and they just see me resting. They don't see the six other days a week that I'm training for three hours a night, you know. And so they see me rest and then they're like, hey, man, let's, uh, you you know, I need need some help with, uh, I need some help with this thing over here. And I'm like, no, I've got to kick my feet up, got to get some circulation going, got to rest. And, you know, and they're like, ah, okay. And, you know, they're out there working, making maybe they, you know, you you can feel the judgment a little Mm. bit. But they don't know how sore you are. And I'm not about to complain about how sore I am because it's not going expo- fix the problem. Or explain myself. Or explain myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just going to rest. Now, he's a little bit more apolog- unapologetic than I am. And I'm trying to get more like that because I'm not. It feels so good. Always trying to explain myself, but I do care mm-hmm. what other people think. So I don't explain myself, but I will like go up to Malik and be like, he thinks we're lazy. Yeah, I'll be like, I'll be like, butthurt about it. Like, are you like, like we, when we were having that conversation about uh, like he was, he was saying he was upset folks weren't coming to class and stuff. I was like, yeah, why? Like, why are you mad? And he mm-hmm. was like, cause man, I, I'm putting myself out here for them. I don't even have to be here. I'm already good at wrestling. That was, <laughs> that was, man, that was the I'm big like, thing. I understand, bro. But I was like, hurt coming no, to class. Yeah, these guys, they weren't showing up. Cause you know maybe they were out drinking with their buddies, or they were out partying with their girlfriend, hey. or going out to dinner. You know how bad Decision, I want to go out decisions. and have dinner with my fiance. Mm. We got things to talk about. <laughs> we got we're, we're planning for a wedding. We're talking about that man. We're talking about that man. I would much rather be at dinner with my beautiful fiance than waiting for people to never come to mm. teach them how to fight for free. By the way, and talk about planning the wedding. You like to do that. I love talking about it. I love. I love. Yeah, it's been very exciting. 
It, it's awesome. It's been fun to work. Wait for it, man. I, I, so I had so much. Yeah, we started talking about the win. I was, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't look forward to it. I was out, man. I was no, out. man. I, it, so, so check it out. So check it out. I sold my house in okay. Bartersville. I had a house in Bartersville. I bought it right before the boom. Okay. So I got this like beautiful two bedroom, one bath, full size yards, full fence, mm-hmm. even a garage with an automatic open. I mean, it was it was a perfect starter home. Mm-hmm. Got for like forty nine k. Yeah, I bought it for like forty nine k. My my mortgage was like three hundred bucks a month. I need to move to Bartlesville. Man. <laughs> <laughs> you flip the yeah. yeah. The $20, $20 tank. Yeah. Huge profit. So uh, it was like, so I, I tried the whole renting thing. I tried to rent it out to people. How did that go? Oh, How it was terrible. It was terrible. It was terrible. You have no Pushed idea. Just about an hour. I got called a slumlord. We started late. Um, especially because I was, I, was, I was renting to my friends. That's that's where you mess up. You you, you can't you can't rent to your friends. Are you yet. going through like property management, or are you just like, hey no. man, give me a hey, money? Just, I, I, I can pick it up every month. And just no, I had a house yeah. in Martinsville, and I was living in Tulsa, training at Strike. Yeah. So I just had an empty house. I was paying the mortgage on. Now that being said, I didn't mind because my mortgage was so low. But if I could get another source of income from someone doing it, now here's the thing: I lost money <laughs> for a while because because mm-hmm. because people mess your house up when they don't have to pay for it. You know what I mean? So, Especially if they know you too, dude. It, which is which is bizarre. I love everybody it's I rented it out to. So, I love them it's so much. So bizarre. I love them so much, and I still do. And I have no beef with anybody. Uh, so he just had to say that before he was going to say what he was about to say. <laughs> well, I mean, disrespect is disrespect. Well, yes, and he knows that. <laughs> <laughs> he knows that. <laughs> but with the big thing that happened, right, was uh, one of my buddies. Um, you know, he uh, he was living there and he's, you know, he's trying to figure his life out, man. He's struggling. I He was getting kicked out of his apartment and I really, you know, I was going to sell it. I was going to sell it. I would have made a lot more if I had sold it back then. But I was going to sell it and he just was like, dude, please let me live there. I've got dogs. I don't want to get rid of my dogs, this and that. And I bit and I was like, all right. I was like, all right, if you can pay this much amount a month, I charged him like, I think 700 a month. Cause uh, so my my mortgage at this point had gone up to about four four hundred four twenty yeah. something yeah. like that, and um, so I that would cover the mortgage that would cover um, a little bit of gas money for me throughout the week. Cause at the time I didn't have a job, mm-hmm. so I was like like door dashing to pay my mortgage, mm-hmm. and then I had a buddy that put me up for a pretty cheap amount until I could find a job. Um, so I was like, my expenses were under about a thousand a month. So it was, it was manageable. Also, I'm in the national guard, so I get paid for that too, but multiple sources of income. I was able to make it work. So anyway, so he goes there, we kind of set up a deal. Everything's good. Damage and damage is done, man. Cause these dogs, they just eat things, mm-hmm. you know, and he's apologetic. Oh, he's a big dog. Oh man, they're big yeah, dogs. They bust through doors, floors, Eight. and all. And one of them ate hey, I'm thinking they just tearing up couches and no, something. No, they no, ate through a door. <laughs> ate through a door, tore carpet. Um, yeah, I won't get too into it because, again, he and I yeah. have squashed it. We have zero issues with each other. I'm actually helping him prep for a fight soon. Still feeling No, I really don't. I really don't because I made a lot of money. Right, right. You know, yeah, I, right. The only thing, the only thing that happened was I didn't make as much money, and that's just a greedy mindset. Mm-hmm. Did you like fix it, or did you sell it as is? I'm very fortunate to have a handyman for a father who uh, flew down from Maryland like three or four times to help me do a lot of repairs. Um, and I, I had to take out a loan to pay for a lot of it, and I spent about thirty grand 
uh, fix it up. I say that I had taken out about a 30 grand in, in a loan. Mm-hmm. I spent about 20, 25 to fix it. And mm-hmm. then the other, the other bit was what I was living off of, um, while I was fixing it. So, um, so yeah, I, I costed a good amount, but I ended up flipping it for about one Oh six profit is profit Thanks. now. So I made about something like full, something, I don't want to say, I want to say, but yeah. I mean, you could do the math. You made some money. Yeah. Yeah. I made some money. It's all good. We after green. Green. What money? Green. After what I money? paid, after I paid <laughs> off the <laughs> loan, so I paid the loan off in full immediately. Mm-hmm. After I paid that back, I uh, basically set that money aside and was like, all right, like this is what I'm going to use to pay for the wedding. And she, I didn't even propose to her yet, but um, I don't think. You knew. Oh, yeah. I, I knew in November I proposed in March. I knew in November I was going to propose I mean, to her. I was talking about it. Yep. No, I, I had, um, was excited. She's the first girl I've been with that um, arguments are conversations and not screaming matches. Um, she's also the first girl I've been with that, um, I mean, I could get into a ton of stuff, but she's always, and she's just, she's, she's like always taking care of me. Like, um, on Valentine's day, she like cleaned my whole room and made my bed and bought like flowers and balloons and set it up. Like I kind of felt like a queen a little bit. You don't need that much. You don't need that. You made my bed. We are simple. We are simple to please. We are simple to please. I I can't take all this in my life. Um, (laughs) She she'll she'll cook for me if I ask her to. I don't don't really ask her to, but she'll cook for me anyway. she just she she does a lot of things. So I'm I'm very independent. Mm-hmm. You know, I do my own laundry, do my own dishes, do it. You know, I I if I if I have time, I get to it. Actually, I don't have time. I make time. So, <laughs> uh, no, but, that's but, but name of the episode. Yeah, yeah, no, but that's kind of real too, time. though. Like you make gotta time. make time to do the yeah. dishes. When are you gonna find time to do the dishes? That's true. You got like a day off that you that's just true. that you just be like, man, you know what I can do today? Some to chores. Do Swear, yeah, yeah, you have like time to do that stuff. It's like you just look at the sink, like I know ain't nobody gonna handle it. No, exactly, exactly. Nobody coming, but I live with somebody, but she will. Ain't nobody coming to do it, but she will. That's my point. If they're there long enough, she'll do it. Now, I Mm -hmm. try not to take that for granted. I don't want to be that kind of guy. You haven't seen that commercial where they're like, they're like, here, look, (laughs) just put stuff on this coffee table Mm -hmm. and it will magically disappear. You ever seen that? Mm-hmm. I ain't seen that. One. There was there was a really funny commercial where there was uh, these guys and they were their their wives. Their, the wife came up to this mm-hmm. guy. He's like, I want to. I'm too stressed. I'm doing all this stuff. I can't. I I want. I don't. I want a divorce. I don't want to be. With, and then he was like, Hold on. I have a something that'll fix all the problems. And she's like, What is it? She's like. Anytime you have extra stuff, just set it right here on this coffee table. Oh, she was putting it all up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he's like, no, 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 wait. Like, Are yeah. you serious, right? Because like, listen, same thing with the laundry basket. Dirty clothes, just put them in there. Yeah. I don't know how it works, mm-hmm. but every time I put clothes in there, and I've tested it, <laughs> I make a huge mess just mm-hmm. to see. Like, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a funny commercial, yeah. but I will never be that guy. Mariah, you do do the dishes. I appreciate you. Yeah, dearly. right. No, that, that's such a bro. That's it's crazy, but that is such a small, mini menial task that will bring so much stress off your plate. If you're looking mm-hmm. at clean sink, I mean, that's oh, something yeah. that, that I mean, just no mess. Period. No mess. Period. I mean, just seriously. And are so, you messy though? Um, if if during the week, yeah, during the weekend, no. But like, are you a messy man? What's a messy man? 
not I know up some dudes that are very neat. Like I, when they get up in the morning, they make the bed. They get out of bed. I don't do that. They you, fold like, their clothes. Yeah, there's no clothes on the ground. When you get home, you take off your clothes. You don't just drop them on the floor. Mm. I don't find time. I make time. Yeah. That being said, <laughs> that being said, that I don't always have time to make my bed every morning. Here's yeah. the thing. I could, but I require a certain amount of sleep to put my body in an anabolic state of recovery. That is very important to me. He and I have disagreements about it, but that is very important That's to right. me because I've done a lot of research on it. And so I know exactly how much sleep I need to mm. function mentally. And I know exactly how much sleep I need to function physically. So like right now, I, li- I started lifting again recently with my, I, my arm is good enough mm. that I can lift lightly with certain workouts. I lifted two days ago. I'm still feeling it. I'm feeling it hard today because mm. it's 48 hours in. I made sure to get eight and a half hours of sleep last night. Do you know how hard that? I mean, eight I know y'all know how hard that is. Eight and a half? Eight and a half. My brother, you're going to be disappointed when I tell you how much I got last night. I usually get six. Four to six. Yeah, I probably got a solid 530 or maybe six. That's how it goes. Yeah. Do you know how much time you got to make to get eight and a half eight hours half. of sleep? You don't find you gotta time to sleep. Yeah. You got to be like, and you I don't find time. Like this morning because of it, man. And you got to be like you. in bed, you know. I was in bed by eight way. o'clock. Oh, yeah, that's wild. No Eight phone, o'clock. no TV. I ain't even and the only yet. reason I could do that is because it was a Sunday and I canceled practice. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't cancel. So we moved Sundays to Saturdays. But no practice to go to on Sunday. Mm-hmm. All my stuff was done and I had drill. So I got out of drill early. So mm-hmm. I was home by four. Do, so you, do you stay with your fiance? Yeah, she and I, she and I live together with my uh, roommate who owns the house. Austin. Shout out to Austin. He's Shout not on social him. media. I'll Austin. just show him the clip. But <laughs> yeah, right. uh, he's smart. He gets off, he got off social media. But um he's actually the best man in my wedding. He's one of my groomsmen. But yes, uh, sir. but but yeah, no. Um so basically, you know, for me, I, I'm not messy. Like when I owned my own house, when I lived in my house, it was never a mess. It was never a mess. I'm not saying like but, you're nasty, but like there's levels to it because some people are nasty. Well, but some I, people are like, between messy. like junky and dirty. There's, there's a like difference, difference between, between okay, your, like let me yeah. give you an example. I like that Amazon box been there for a couple months. You ain't moving. There's boxes. Yeah, at least break it down. Do something. Like I have the same box right there for a few months. Like, 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 you moving something, man? I train eight thirty to five thirty. I work out from six p.m. to nine thirty. Then I gotta get home. I gotta I gotta I gotta shower. Gotta wash yourself. Gotta brush my teeth. Gotta eat. Gotta eat. You gotta eat. Cause, cause if you don't eat after you work out, you're gonna be twice as sore the next yeah, you're day. Not training you're not gonna have day. no, no energy the next day. So, so there's, I mean, there, there are things I got to do every night. If I'm lucky, I'm in bed by midnight. Hey, but I don't have mm. time. You make, make time. time. That's Come what I'm saying. That right there. <laughs> oh man, and I wish we could have had y'all on. We gonna have to have y'all on another time. For Maybe sure. we'll come to Tulsa. Yeah, come to Tulsa. Yeah, Definitely. I'll get y'all a little set up. We come out yeah, there. Maybe we'll come yeah, to Tulsa, man. We definitely we got to have y'all on again. We're going to um, use the gym for a while. <laughs> yeah, man. Facts. For sure. And even if y'all ain't got the equipment yet, we'll bring ours, man. We'll That'd be sweet. Yeah. So, um, but do going to fl- um, close in question, unless you got one. You got one? I saw that you had a book of the month, man. You still got your book of the month going? Man, what you reading? so I'm still yeah, reading one of your book favorites. Actually, my book is in the car. Yeah, man. I was so, like, you was reading one in the car. should have brought it. Yeah, I was just like, I'm going to leave everything in the house. So uh, right now I'm reading Man and His Symbols by Carl Jung. It's actually by uh, like a collective of like psychiatrists and psychologists that basically studied his work. And um, Carl Jung was a, he was a, I don't even know what years, but I learned about him in Intro to Psychology. I learned about his work, his philosophy. 
And then I just saw a book that had his name on it. Yeah. So I was doing a book a month, but like we were saying earlier, you got to make time. Yeah. And with my schedule, I like I would read it like at night and just be like, I do everything. I'm, I'm working from like six to what four thirty five o'clock train from like six to nine, nine thirty. Get home. I'll read like a page or two. To yeah. make sure, to make sure I'm at least reading, but Doing that, that man and his symbols book is like, this has been the hardest book I have ever read. Just, just off the vocabulary alone, because these mm. are a bunch of psychologists and mm. psychiatrists talking about Sometimes the study of times. the human. I mean, basically, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, I don't know, yeah. but like, man and his symbols is uh, basically about dream interpretation yeah. and mm. essentially being able to take yourself and take your subconscious thoughts and either control them or put them into action through your daily life. So it's more like a book every couple months, but I'm at what? I got two. I got two knocked down this so far. This is my third one this year. Cover to cover? Yeah. Oh, this brother reading. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I'm reading this for real. Oh, reading. I'm reading for real. This brother is he, reading. He read is reading. Atomic, Atomic Habits. I read uh, Malcolm X's autobiography. Cover to uh, cover? Mm? This brother is reading. Mm? Uh, <laughs> golly. Well, that's what I'm talking about, man. Just one of my mentors. Shout out to him, yeah, man. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Read. Read some books. Yeah. Skip it around. Read a book. Yeah, but no, that really just came from me actually having a conversation with Tristan because we talk, Tristan's a brain guy. He mm. cares so much about his brain, which is good. You call him but, the brain if you don't like the analyst. Right, if you don't like the analyst, <laughs> call him the brain. But he was uh, he was just talking to me about brain development and like how, you know, little exercises he does. And I was thinking like, well, reading is kind of like going on the treadmill. Like reading is like mm. putting your brain on the treadmill. Yeah. So, I, yeah, that's I've been doing taking my brain, putting on the treadmill at least a little yeah. bit every day. Tristan read Mike Dolce's entire like coaching book and like that that he read the whole thing and then gave it to him. <laughs> so man. reading is important. That's what's up, man. But closing question, man. We ask yes, everybody sir. that comes onto the podcast, man. When it comes to your life, man, do you think that the grind is more important or is the goal more important? Which one is it? The journey. So I guess the grind. You believe more the, in the grind? The journey, the journey is definitely more important than the destination in terms of character development, you know, mm -hmm. building yourself up to be the person to get to that goal. Mm -hmm. But um, it's hard to imagine that I make it to the UFC and become UFC champion without guys like Bud, guys like Logan, guys like Tristan, you know, the rest of the folks at the gym that like help and push you, they are the journey. Like mm -hmm. they are like, you know, part of my journey and you know, vice versa. So I would say the grind. Answer your question. Justin, what you got? He pondering. Could you define, could you elaborate? Yeah, hey, I can break that down more. So like, um, okay, so let's just put in in sense of this podcast. You know, the grind is us showing up every single week and doing this thing over and over mm -hmm. and over and over and over again. Okay. But like you said earlier, like um also with the goal, like of course we wanna we wanna get monetized. We wanna make money off of this. We wanna get to the point to where, you know, this can outweigh our, our incomes right now. Yeah. Those those are goals, you know what I'm saying, to right. get X amount of subscribers or you know what I'm saying to get X type of guests on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Those are goals. You know what I'm saying? But we are never able to accomplish those goals if we don't go through the grind of Showing up every single day and mm -hmm. consistently putting out quality podcasts and loving that grind. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying. You can grind hard, but if you're not, what are you grinding for? 
if there's nothing that you're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's what I'm saying. Which one is more important, the grind or the goal? I think that with no goal, mm-hmm. then you're working for nothing. And I think that that's slate work. I don't think that you're... I think that pointlessly working for nothing is... Good. But you gave me a look. No, I'm, just, I'm listening. I think that. You just lost about that word. I didn't want to say nothing. This is the, I, this hey, is, it was into Malik to like, hold on, hold on. This is the. <laughs> well, the reason, so the reason. It's but like slave work, you know what I'm saying? I couldn't take I'm it. I'm beat up, guys. I'm beat up. I'm trying to. years of this, man. I can't explain. I thought he said slight work. And then y'all started laughing. Dude, that's why. And I was okay. like, no, so oh, he did. No, so, 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 so the, reason, the reason why Malik is laughing is because in the car, I looked at him and I said, hey, if I start code switching, tap me on the leg twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I have a bad habit of doing that around new people. Yeah. And so um, so he thought I was code switching. Right. So. Around, around, around new black friends. Yeah. Black friends. <laughs> no, but, no, but that, I told him. Yeah. I was like, if I, if you... I'll tell you guys after the podcast, but there's a reason why I feel that way. But anyway, um, no, so I knew that word was bad word to use. But, uh, got but you. <laughs> I was just gonna say it, and then if y'all wanted to be funny about it, I figure whatever. Mm-hmm. But Don, Don, you know what to say. That's racist. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> we have a we have a, a quick tangent Mexican friend in our gym, and he anytime anybody says anything like it, it don't even got to be racist, it just got to sound like that mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily racist, yeah. but he said slave. So mm-hmm. Adon would have been like, <laughs> I said slave. I was like Adon would have been like, Yo, you can't say that. <laughs> what was it? What was it? Uh, I was uh, I was at work today, and someone said something to me like joking around. They're like, You don't have enough melanin for that. I was like, I got melanin. Look at this freckle. He <laughs> started dying, but um, <laughs> just a little. Anyway, just enough. No, I, I think that pointlessly, yeah, right, pointlessly too. grinding for yeah, nothing. It happens, man. I think that pointlessly grinding for nothing is much worse mm-hmm. than not having a goal at all. And I agree with you too that you aren't going to get to the goal without grinding. So it's hard to choose between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not meaning to go all Jordan Peterson on everybody, but well, actually. <laughs> Actually, you know, no, but um, I think that I think that I think that the goal is most important, mm-hmm. but I think that it is unachievable without grinding. Mm-hmm. So if you're asking me what's more important, I would say the goal. Jump bomb on that. Boom. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, man, for sure. Um, like I said, yeah. man, we're we going to have to have a time man, when we get y'all on again, man, because this has been great. Because I want to ask more into like diet, training, oh, yeah. sleep, schedule, it's, it's, and all those so type of things. It's so much things that we're going to talk TJ about. Shout out to TJ Whalen. That's yeah. my nutritionist. Shout out to TJ for sure. So y'all got Coach a nutritionist, TJ right? Yes, we got to talk about, man. Oh, yeah. But nah, we got we only got so much time in the time frame. Plus, you know what I'm saying? Y'all driving back today, too? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, get some food and hot tail yeah. it back. We are going to get some yeah. food. I love the food out here. Okay. I used to work out here. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Well, whatever platform that you're listening to this on, whether it be YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, if you can like, comment, subscribe, leave us a five-star rating. Do not forget to share with somebody because the support is gladly appreciated. So once again, like I said, I'm Coach Willis always. We got the finalizer on this joint with us, man. We got Malik and Justin joining us this week, man. Until the next Sir. one, y'all. Be easy. Peace. Be easy.
the song up, Do Not Disturb, because I have a really bad habit of checking it every time it vibrates. That's so why I put mine but, down there. Yeah, I'm not that. I don't want anyone to touch me. But um, but yeah, no. So I. Uh, a problem. It sounds like addiction. It is. That's, that sounded like addiction. It's 100% addiction. That's a serotonin. Every time you get a vibe, you get a vibe. It's serotonin. Disconnected it from me. I had to put mine on silent. Because every time it would vibrate, it just. Yeah, I got thinking about it. At the very least, even if I don't check it, I'm thinking about it and I lose my train of thought. It don't even be vibrating. I'm still checking because I thought it vibrated. So I'm just like, you're moving. I got the watch. The watch be notified. It's bad, man. Yeah, I have my text turned on on my watch. Just because I thought it was too much when my watch was telling me to breathe. I was like, you know what? That's crazy. That's crazy. I'm done with it. I get it. But I had to, like, the watch do help to, like, when I'm in class, though. Like, somebody texts me, I can just look at it right there versus having to pull it out and everything. But it is just a lot of, like, it takes your train of thought and a lot of our attention, man. That's where I had to draw the line as the watch. I was like, man, don't let me get a watch, bro. Yeah. Then it's just, it's gonna be so easy. It's like- It's got his use though, man. But do you work out on your watch? I, uh, so 